Yo, what's happening? It's Vince McMahon. This is Chad G. Slim Villain. Together, we form the three-man group known as the Fabulous Three Bros. And this is... Subject to change. It's the show where we bring you all the high spots, the low blows, and everything else in between the ropes of professional wrestling. So stay tuned, and let's get it popping off. And if they're smart, they'll listen. I'm interested to see what your predictions are for Money in the Bank and Dylan's book because I know I feel like we're all gonna jump the Big E, but if we really look at the history of Money in the Bank, they never usually go with who everybody wants to win. It's true. So true. I don't I don't see Big E. I but I feel like I feel like that's been to the detriment the past like few years. Yeah, it has. Think about like since Baron Corbin, like Otis, like Carmelo was Carmelo was okay. Like, I feel like kind of fit her character, like to be like an opportunistic, like heel, like that with like, the briefcase. But yeah. Bailey, Bailey, I think was good too. Oh yeah, Bailey, we wanted that. Night. I really, I can't even recall the last few Money in the Bank winners. Uh, fucking Otis, oh, that don't count. Braun Strowman too. He oh, Brock, Brock wanted the year before. Oh that. yeah, Brock did that too. Did, did Brock win it when he cashed in? Oh uh, yeah, was that against yeah. Kofi? That was a, yeah, that, I think that, was, that was against Kofi. Kofi. One, yeah. Oh yeah. Or was it? He announced, yeah, he announced that he was going to cash in, and that's right. And then that's why. Or was it against Seth? I forget because he faced Seth at, at SummerSlam before he faced huh. Kofi. So yeah. I forget when he cashed in. weird because I was just looking back at this period. I was just looking at Money in the Bank from 2000, two years ago, 2019. 20, Some, somebody brought up a thing with like WWE that, like, that they, like, they, they don't really build like a lot of stories that are like, memorable, really. Yeah, now, these have a bunch of moments and like stuff that doesn't really connect. So flashes like, in the pan. Like literally on that card, we had AJ Styles versus Seth Rollins, and I'm like, I totally forgot we like even. I don't even know match. the storyline for that. I don't. <laughs> there know was the no storyline. Story they rushed it because like Seth had just won the title at Mania, I'm pretty sure, and then they rushed it into uh, like thinking that like you know we will save AJ and Seth maybe for like SummerSlam, and they just brought it up like, oh here you go, because this was when they did Money to Make right after. Right, right after WrestleMania, so they just gave us that match out of nowhere, and it was just like, oh, uh, okay. I think that might be the biggest issue is going for moments, and mm-hmm. just go for moments instead of building like a story that that will create the moment. Like they want some moment, something that's gonna pop the social media metrics. You know, that is what they do. like. They want something that's gonna be trending for like two days, basically, yeah. but not like a, a member. Like Mick, Fo- I was I was listening to, to I think it was like a Steve Austin podcast, whatever he did on the network from Mick Foley. And he was saying, he's like, I'm glad that I did the Hell in Cell. Like, that happened before, like, the era of social media. Because mm-hmm. that went trending for two days. And then people were forgotten about it. But, like, I built <laughs> up, like, momentum, like, off of that. Like, and then yeah. I won the title, basically. I, I think even now, like, people do get momentum off of that. Because you see, like, with Ricochet, when he had that jump, that dive out to the to Morrison, like, on the barricade. I think mm-hmm. that gave him a little bit of a spark. And now they're kind of realizing finally that ricochet is literally a walking meme and like he can you can put him in any match he'll do something so spectacular that he can yeah. put him on trending on social media so he needed a crowd he's somebody that definitely needed a crowd because mm-hmm. he because he can get himself over w- with a crowd like doing his, his moves but he can't get over like talking exactly i think that i think this is the period that like hurt guys that like 
get over that can get over in the ring like the most because because you don't have like, like crowd feedback like they might not be able to cut like a good promo like Cesaro like I feel like I feel like even he would have I feel like he would have had more, more momentum if you had that that match with Reigns mm-hmm. from the crowd they might have even like, considered putting the title on him. they might have considered putting the title on him if we had a whole crowd during that entire run they that they finally pushed Cesaro because what like was the catalyst for him to gain that title shot was like at uh WrestleMania the crowd was going insane for him against mm-hmm. uh Seth Rollins. Damn, Cesaro's not in Money in the Bank. No, he's not even on the. He's he's with Otis now too. So shout out to Otis. Did you did you see that thing that like for some reason on um on I don't know if it's DraftKings, but for some reason Baron Corbin is listed as being in Money in the Bank instead of Shinsuke. Really? Yeah. <laughs> they, they the I don't king. know why they have the wrong thing, or is it going to change? Is it subject to change? They got the wrong king. <laughs> they do got the king. wrong king on there. That was hilarious. We get into that, but I was cracking up at that Corbin segment. I thought that I thought that was the best stuff he's done. Is in it my career? Now that would be a that might be a nice S two C title prediction if you were to say Baron Corbin gets slotted in the Money in the Bank instead of Shinsuke. Oh, I don't want him to. I want him to be like fall on even like harder. Yeah, he he like, need to fall harder. This 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 storyline's hilarious. We haven't reached the peak of this storyline until we see Baron Corbin backstage with a cup and out in his hand. Asking for spare change while he's just like sitting on the ground. Did you see the stain on his shirt? <laughs> <laughs> it's the little things. I did not notice that. No, he had like a stain on his shirt too. <laughs> I like like what he's doing too. Like because he's still like because he because he's still playing heel. Like I think like he's in the little things right. Like you would have sympathy for him if he wasn't doing like, the little things that he's yeah. saying. Like he's saying like, oh my daughter can't eat wagyu beef. Mm-hmm. Like every night, like but I like how this like, every day. I like how this week he like flipped it on us, and like as soon as like we all start to like really feel bad for him, he flips it and he says like clearly you don't put enough money to your wardrobe, Kevin Owens. <laughs> <laughs> so you need to donate to my fund. He's just like insulting like everybody like around. He can't help it too. I'm sorry, but if Baron Corbin can get over a GoFundMe gimmick, we might have to consider him a top a top player at this point. Because that's what, that's where it looks like we're going. Go fund me, gimmick. I think he's gonna turn face eventually off of this. Yo, I, I'm saying, yo, I'm, I think the crowd is gonna get sympathy towards him, or they're just gonna start cheering for like when his his subtle jokes. And you he's know, gonna get, he's gonna get and, a huge pop, pop once he shaves that hair his hair off again. <laughs> no, he's going. I'm telling you, he's keeping it growing. He's gonna he's gonna have the ugliest, like most unkept haircut, even worse than Tommaso Ciampa. Oh man, that, that was ugly. Imagine. That was ugly when he was growing his hair out. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be like that. They they drew inspiration from that. They were like, "Look at him. He looks like he hasn't. He's been down bad. Are you good doing good to Master Champa?" And you can't like, imagine oh. this man allowing him on TV if he was on the main <laughs> roster looking like that. <laughs> good God! You, good God! You look older than you. He looks homeless. You look older than me, pal. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, what? All right, we'll talk about when we get into SmackDown. What the fuck was that intro he did when he came out? It's just like, where the hell have you been? And then he just walked away. I can I like to think that he that he thought that fans were allowed to come in. And he just chose not to the entire year. He was like, like, oh, you finally showed up. <laughs> just so out of the loop. He's like, where the hell have everybody been? <laughs> they protesting or something? <laughs> Triple H just have to make excuses every week. Why? Look at the stuck in traffic. All of them. Oh, it's traffic. <laughs> That's bad. <laughs> yeah. So what else we got? What else we got? After AW, after Impact, 
We'll talk about SmackDown's return to the live show. ROH, no, never mind. <laughs> ROH news, never making on the show. And then we'll close it out, Money in the Bank predictions. I feel bad for some ROH guys because, like, Jonathan Gresham, apparently, he's like one of the best, like, technical wrestlers out there. I haven't seen much of him. Yeah. But, yeah, I, like, I feel like a lot of what Impact is doing is what ROH should be doing. I think you're right about them, like, ROH signing people get, and actually get putting money out. Yeah. On that. They need to start getting on this wave of everybody working with each other. I don't see why not. Because it seems like. Show. It they seems need, like. Super show. Now that that super show is happening, it seems like we're really crossing into some sort of multiversal territory, much <laughs> like Marvel, where this shit can just be like crossing over at any time, at any point. And in WWE, I don't want to say they're DC in this situation, but they kind of just exist in their own island. Meanwhile, there's a whole expanded roster of people crossing over here and there. I, it's hard for me to keep up at this point. It's funny to the impacts, like the center of the universe for all this. Yeah. But it, for some reason, impact. It's like the like, crossing ground. Yeah. It's like the it's portal like, in between dimensions. Cross the Oh, they should, they should bring back cross the line. Impact wrestling. <laughs> Yo, dead ass. Who's going to cross the line over to impact? Like, you know, I used to love that. That's probably my favorite point of impact. Like, kills a nine. And they had like the Motor City machine guns, like AJ Styles and Samoa Joe and Kevin Nash and Kurt Angle. Made of Mafia. I think Christian mm. was still there too. Like, oh yeah, yeah. Sting, like that. That, that a was a roster. roster. That was a good ass roster. That was right before they they um they tipped their hand a little bit too much and tried to compete with Raw. That's when they switched to Mondays. Hogan and Bischoff. Yeah, that's where they, they fucked, fucked it everything. Over. God up. damn it, Hogan. Like they, and, that's crazy. Like imagine where to, TNA would be if if that had never happened. Like. I feel like that would have been a way better position because they had their own identity when they when, before Hogan and Bischoff came, and then this mm-hmm. would be like WCW, and then it just became faction warfare, like a glory. Yeah, because they like... they debut with a faction with fucking Jeff Hardy leading it, like as their main dude, heel Jeff Hardy. Turn Jeff Hardy heel. Yeah, I forgot what they were called, but then somehow the didn't the main event mafia come out of that? I think like or later. Was, yeah, that might have been later. Because at one point, everybody was together. And then it split the, like, main event mafia. And then we got to a point where aces and eights or some shit. And I, I don't remember. That's when I stopped watching, so. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, man, I hate the ace. Aces and eights went on for way too long. Ace and aces, yeah, that was when I fell off. It, that Ooh. was ass, too. Like, he was in that faction. It was, like, Mike Knox, like, Garrett Bischoff, Ken, Mr. Kennedy. Literally, you can name so many people that are in that faction. Um, Devon, in Devon was in that faction. And Bully Ray, shit. Taz is in it too. God damn. And like, this is all like people in like 2014. So they're mm-hmm. all like old and washed. Like, everybody's either old and washed or like not a good wrestler that was in that faction. Oh, you know a faction I liked and I wish got a little bit more time? Fortune. Fortune 4. Oh, Fortune 4. When AJ, AJ Bobby Roode. AJ Bobby Roode. Kazarian was in there. Um, was Christopher Daniels in it? No, I think it was somebody else. I think it, it was, was like Desmond Root. Wolf or something. It was not yeah. he was in there at some point, but I think the original group was it definitely was Bobby Roode, AJ. I don't know if um other Kaz too, Kaz, Kaz James Storm, James Storm, yeah, it. yeah, fortune. And when um AJ was being managed by Ric Flair, yeah, and then a few with Jay Lethal. Mm-hmm. Damn, TNA and, man, and the I, I thought the, I'm surprised to come back. Elijah Burke, 
uh, it was the Andrew De Niro in mm-hmm. uh, in Impact. Like I was a big fan of him in, in, when he was in Impact. Yeah, he's kind of a weird guy though. Is he? He says some controversial. He says some controversial. Oh, shit, things, that's probably why. That's probably why. Ra- like I don't like some kind of like some anti-black things. I forget what he said. Oh though. shit, is he cool? You don't don't quote me on this because I don't exactly remember, <laughs> but yeah. Oh no, is he a coon? <laughs> yeah, basically, basically, yeah. <laughs> oh no, so, I'm surprised somebody's done that in wrestling. What coon game? Yeah, coon <laughs> <laughs> It's because we haven't had any black land promotions to, uh, to yeah, understand. Yeah, a white audience would have. A white audience yeah. would get it. They would get it. They, they'd be cheering for it. it. They'd be like cheering a, for it. Like an Uncle what? Ruckus type of character. They'd be cheering for that. What they were said. <laughs> Shit, if Booker T wanted to come back, it's already set up for him. <laughs> If Booker T wanted to come back, that'd be his setup gimmick. He'd be like, now y'all niggas, Big E, you need to stop with the goddamn shuckered and job. Wiggling your hips around. You know the white man ain't gonna take you serious enough if you keep dancing all out to the ring. <laughs> Uncle Ruckus. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Ruckus. Booker, Uncle T. Um, yeah, and it's funny that he says that, too, when he does the fucking spit of Rudy <laughs> every match. <laughs> That is, and like I, I was saying that as a joke, but this is things he's actually been opinionated yeah, he about. He, he says, says shit like this, and he says I'm shit like <laughs> he says shit about like Bianca Belair and Sasha, and just like uh, he uh, like every time it's like a black wrestler, it seems like he's he's always the top one to critique them and say, oh, they they not doing this right or they. Uh. Yeah, if they wanted to like end him on that shit, they could because mm. like 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 all of that like we've never had a white wrestler call us like nappy headed on television and then yeah. move. <laughs> and, and then. then to this day, afterwards. to this day, he'll say that that shit was not racist. Like, what the fuck? Like, what is? I don't, I don't. I Come don't on, bro. Booker T. I don't Come understand. On, like, he's I, I, he's. I don't understand trying to get a check, but like, yeah, legend. Like, this stuff you can check, <laughs> even if you say that's racist. That shit was racist. <laughs> oh, you already got paid for it. Like, fuck. He wants. To, he wants to stay in good graces with them. So, he wants to be in a pre-show panel. <laughs> every, every yeah, well, Peter Rosenberg. Oh god, I hate Rosenberg. <laughs> I love Rosenberg. That's why I don't listen to Cheap Pete. Oh, you hate Rosenberg. What you don't like about Rosenberg? I feel like he's a. Sh- I feel like he's like a shill. He's a shill. Yeah, I wouldn't say so. I mean, he is. He is like predominantly WWE based. I think that's like his. He admits to that, like being just like mostly he watches mostly WWE. But I don't think he's like a total shill. Like he he taps in AEW and will acknowledge stuff he likes, but. He's not, I can he's see not, that. I can see that. I don't think he's chill completely. He's not though. as bad as that guy, Greg. That guy, Greg. He wouldn't even give that guy, Greg, makes me so mad sometimes. But he, he that's my guy too. He'd be he like, <laughs> he he just like totally disregards AW, and he's like everything that they do is like they can't do good in his eyes. But yeah, he's not he's he's not objective at all. Like, I feel like he's trying to get on the pre-show panel, like like Rosenberg. That's I feel like he's trying <laughs> to. <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. That'd be funny. Um. But no, there's some great guys if you uh, watch the show. But um, hey man, should we get started on the show? Oh yeah, we we Let's just we just, just BS first. But yeah, no, it's fine. I'll, I'll keep it all in. Uh, without further ado, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to episode number what? What is it? Number twenty. Oh 20 man, twenty of subject to change with your boys, the fabulous three bros. Only two thirds of the three bros here today. Dylan is out in Mexico, uh, so, challenging. Yeah, for that mega championship, that triple yeah. mega championship. Bring yeah, it home. Man. Beef went Andrade and uh Alberto. Oh, yeah, got you gotta take out Patron. Definitely gotta take out Patron. <laughs> 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 I'm gonna have to send him a text, let him know uh handle that business. But yeah, it's your boy Vince McMahon's here alongside 
the fro wrestling journalist himself chad g it's good people what is happening look what a better way to um there's no better way i should say to celebrate episode 20 than to have the stack show that we have to like this week we obviously got money in the bank to preview coming up tonight hopefully i'll be able to drop the episode by then um but other than that plenty of jumping going on outside of wwe especially AEW. we definitely want to talk about that in detail this week but also man we got we got a couple rumors looking ahead at SummerSlam. um obviously with tonight's show we were expecting a few surprises a few returns but it's currently rumored that goldberg everybody's favorite is going to be returning now what i would like to think is who who is the right challenger or who should he rightfully challenge going into SummerSlam? Cause honestly, if you were to ask me personally, I don't want to see Goldberg anywhere near a title picture. You can feature Goldberg as long as y'all don't just keep thrusting him into the main event title slot, especially since he got jobbed out last time. But that, that's I agree with that. I agree with that hundred percent. Cause well, who would he face at SummerSlam? Like 2019, it's Dolph Ziggler, right? Yeah. Just, for no reason. He just faced Dolph Ziggler like squashed it basically and it was good like the crowd went crazy for it and like and then he after got that, his shit in. that was when he got his random title shot against bray wyatt or oh was yeah that, was that before, before? Oh, no, no he might have got it against brock together. first it might have oh, been no brock. no it was after kevin owens kevin owens oh no that was before that was, that was before okay okay and then i'm getting confused on this goldberg bullshit after it. it was the fiend because it, it was a dumbest shit because he beat the fiend in saudi arabia mm-hmm for the title and then at wrestlemania from nobody like the the wrestlemania at the performance center he he lost the braun Strowman. Yep. he's supposed to face roman but then roman uh sat out that that mania so now that roman slotted in that leads me to question if we're gonna get that now you know looking ahead at SummerSlam. um because it's like who who do you want to put up against roman for SummerSlam? you know after he gets done with edge I got an open spot, but I think Cena is Cena. the big is the if not, yeah. If not Cena, then I guess they'll go with Goldberg. But yeah, that's that's the thing. We got like three big question marks posted in front of our heads right now. Brock Lesnar, what's going on with him? Cena, we know he's coming back at some point. We don't know when. And then Goldberg is kind of the only one that's kind of like a little bit solidified. Then, I mean, it's rumored, but mm-hmm. it's rumored, but I can see it. But then but, we also have some issues too now. I thought about this because now you have your two title matches headline with one half of them being part-time guys. Yeah. Because that's what you need. Like, like, and with Cena and Roman, at least, like, there's a, there's a lot of story there between them. Mm-hmm. And, like, see, I feel like Cena's on, like, a real, he is a part-time guy, but I feel like he's been so, like, ingrained in WWE that I, it feels, like, almost different with him. Yeah, I mean he he's been gone for not not too long, really. You know, he's his last consistent run was what like 2018, 2017? Yeah, yeah. He had then, the match gets wide at, at WrestleMania. Yeah, I guess match on the quotation marks. Mm, but before that, he wasn't even really that he wasn't really like keeping pace normally as he normally was. But now, you know, he, he's got a little bit of time. He's getting his Hollywood shine. It's a perfect time to slot him back in. I just for me, I'm fine with that. I'm fine with him. I'm fine with Brock. But in terms of Goldberg, yeah, the problem I have with him is that anytime he's involved, it takes away all the credibility that's been established beforehand because you got somebody that's already completely far gone from his prime. 
out of shape. You know he's coming off of his couch. Anytime he's in the ring, everything looks like trash. He can barely lift people up above his head. He's supposed to be this big powerhouse, but yet he still somehow manages to come in and just wash all the talent that's there in he two minutes. As, aesthetically, he looks like kind of similar to Goldberg, but like like you said, like he's nowhere near his like athletic prime. Mm-hmm. Like he's nowhere he's nowhere close to it. Like and he shouldn't be. He's he's a fifty something year old man. He's played in the NFL for a number of years and then wrestled. Mm-hmm. afterwards he's not he's all the way in tearing his body like he's not gonna be anywhere close to what he is he, he can look the part but that's it basically exactly it's so it's such bullshit because they would like for us to believe that he's in these two minute matches because he's so dominant and he's so powerful but in truth and the reality is we know he's in two minute matches because he can't go any longer he can't do he can't. more. He can't he do can't. more than two to five minutes, even though that's what the style he came up with, just having these squash matches. He's quick. One, two, three, get it over with. But at this point, it's not even because of the, like, the strength. It's just because he's an old-ass man who can't go with the modern talent. He can't do none of this shit. And then for some reason, when they wanted to go longer, they did that against another old-ass guy and, and mm-hmm. Undertaker, and they saw a disaster. They both almost killed each other in that match. I feel like their heads. That, well, you think that was his longest match? I feel like paid that back, or was it with Drew? Or was it with Drew? I thought that Drew match was like two minutes, wasn't it? Yeah, 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 it was. Because I just remember it was like Spear, Spear, Claymore, Claymore. See, that's why. That's why I want him against somebody. Like I think Drew could have, if they if they went long, I feel like Drew could have created enough movement for him to to have a longer match. But like I said, Mm -hmm. he wanted to go shorter. But I just want to see him against a guy like Big E. Like yeah, even Big E could like have like a good like five minute sprint with no title involved. You yeah, no title. That. You just be the tell story of like this is like Big E's like yeah. hero growing up, basically like podcast and yeah. study programming enough that like Goldberg was his guy growing up. So that that could just be the story of him. Like, could be trying to get the ring. Thing. The only reason why I don't, I don't see it is because I feel like anytime they involve Goldberg, it has to be this intense few. You know what I mean? Where like he's like, "You're an ass. Heel. I'm gonna kick your ass." <laughs> yeah, what if they what if they turn Goldberg heel? heel? For a feud like that, like he. The only way that would happen is if he comes out and the crowd just boos him. But for some reason, whenever he comes out, it's some people that's in the crowd just marking out to see him because they never I feel saw like him. They'll, they'll always mark out for him when he comes out. Yeah, like but I that's how it is. I think you could do a turn where like maybe him and Biggie like team up. I mean, you can tell a story with this. You do like big, him and Biggie in a tag team for a pay per view or something against like against like a heel team, mm-hmm. and then you have. You have Goldberg like turn on Big E at one point and spear him, and then that's how you get to uh, an eventual match between them. And then have Big E go over. That could happen. I feel like they could also turn on to that. You know the classic story of these old guys keep coming back, taking away from the new guys. Give us a shot. You know. For some reason, they always want to make that like a heel position. Like yeah, and the young guys be. saying that, like saying that, like oh, these old guys are like taking her spot and like. Mm-hmm. They always make that like the, the heel like whining and like complaining about that. With Big E, that could easily he could easily be the face in that position. I think the crowd would side with him. Big E's like seems if they like were to pull that. Big E seems like a locker room leader, like in real life too. Like you mm-hmm. saw, did you see that that the end of SmackDown, like after taping is over, he was the one that sent the crowd home on the microphone. I didn't he see that. The, he gave he's the one that they had give the big speech. Like it was I oh think wow, Finn Balor, Shinsuke. Rick Boogs, uh, Cesaro. For some mm. reason, Shane Thorne was in the ring, but they had Biggie like go to the mic, like address the crowd, 
like take mm-hmm. them and like and then send them home basically so they know biggie got all the charisma oh kevin Owens in the ring too like kevin Owens, another guy who yeah you, you would think would be the one that would do that too like you, you think he'd be the guy they give mm-hmm. that speech at the end but they had biggie do it back during covid kevin Owens was one of the only ones who was really vocal about not wanting to compete under those conditions back when it was like really bad Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I can see that him being a leader. But just Big E talking to like talking about Big E some more. They see that he has like so much charisma, like the promo he cut on SmackDown was hilarious. Um, oh, I like that. The playing, <laughs> playing the seeds. Yeah. Like, for, for Roman and Big E. I like that. Mm-hmm. I like him. him. I like how they're like kind of creeping around there because you had Paul Heyman bring this up on like talking to Matt like months ago. He basically offered like Big E like a position with him. Mm-hmm. To like to manage him, and Big he didn't really Biggie kind of like just like brushed him off with that, and now you have like Biggie like messing around with like Paul Heyman and stuff. Yeah, so I, think I think they're teasing. I think they're playing Damn. for that. For they've been planting. Now that I think about it, they've been planting seeds with him, winning the most probably out of anyone, like subtly. You know what I mean? Not so obviously where Seth is just like I'm gonna win and I'm gonna cash right in on you. This is the plan I'm doing. You know what I mean? More of like mm-hmm. a subtle build of this is somebody who ideally could get involved in a title picture but not not quite yet you know what i mean and I money think, in the bank would be that perfect boost i think roman and biggie is like the perfect chance it's like the best chance that WWE has for like like an era defining feud that they mm-hmm. have with two with two people like you had like all, like i'm not saying that the e's are on the, the level or that like they probably can't get to this level you can't get to like austin brock but like you have austin brock you have cena edge i guess cena orton and mm-hmm. Cena Punk, like you have like these like feuds that like define like different eras and WWE. I feel like Big E Roman can because they're, they're both young enough, yeah, too, where they like they this could go on for like several years between them. Because mm-hmm. it's like Roman, a guy who like really just hit. I mean, he's been in his prime honestly for a long ass time, but this is like really his true, yeah, true this is peak prime peak, yeah, of like the best of like where his character is. Could get even better, but also Big E is just finally getting on that solo run. So he has a lot of like potential as well. I mean, look, I mean, it's it's tough to say because it's like who who could you say in your right mind could beat Roman right now? Big E, maybe in the future, not right now. And Balor, I think Finn Balor, Balor is Finn there. That's what I wanted to bring up too later when we talk about SmackDown. But Finn Balor is somebody in my mind who can be, who can beat Roman tomorrow. I'm not even can lying. We, we, should we get into this now with like no? I guess we can get to it later. But we can like, say yeah. Balor's character. Um, like I mean, we kind of are already talking about SmackDown. No, so. yeah, no, I guess we can. <laughs> we can just start with SmackDown. It's the most recent thing, so we yeah, can just, we can just get that out the way. Yeah, we're so just, we're just getting SmackDown. Yeah. So Sami Zayn came out talking some bullshit, which I never noticed. Sami Zayn, he never this gimmick he's had with the conspiracy started in COVID, right? Yeah, it did. I so think. he's he's never been in front of a crowd, you know, pulling this whole thing like. And I like how I like how um, he started kind of like a chant. I don't know what he said. He said um, something for Sammy. Was it prayers for Sammy or was it like justice for Sammy? Justice for Sammy. There, he, there he said he said justice for Sammy. I hope this kind of becomes like his new like thing, his mantra or whatever that he keeps going after. But anyway, he came out. He started saying some bullshit. Crowd was about to boo him. Finn Balor pops up. I'm excited as fuck. You know, we were talking about Finn coming back to the main roster. He's on SmackDown for now, but with the draft coming up, I think he'll go to Raw. We'll see. But a huge pop too when he came out. Huge pop, huge pop. And I'm hoping now they see like, okay, this guy is legit. Like, 
when you talk about people who can beat Roman, he's right up there along with people like potentially Seth or if you want to look at on a raw side, like AJ, Drew, Bobby, those are the only people in mind who could really go toe-to-toe with Roman, possibly. But now they got somebody right there on SmackDown who can go up against Roman. If they want to do this at SummerSlam, I'm with it if they don't got any other plans. But it's just so exciting to see like a fresh face that we are familiar with back in the title picture, back on SmackDown. I'm just I'm just so excited thinking about the possibilities. What we the got story right is there already. Like he's the first Universal Champion. He beat Roman yep. for the title. Nobody beat him for, for the championship. Like the story is right there with him. Mm-hmm. They just got to keep him serious. Do not have yes. him smiling. And I mean, I think it was evident this week when he came out that they weren't going in that direction. He wasn't all smiles. He was serious. He was pointing the guns to the camera. He was shooting the drop kicks into the corner. He was being a badass. And this is what we love with Finn Balor. Are they mm-hmm. going to bring back the demon? Demon had, time on Roman? I think, like, I think, because like, he, because he came out and like he kind of looked, looked similar to like when he like left because he had like the blue year and stuff when he left the main roster yeah i think that was just to celebrate smackdown yeah yeah but then i think you're right he had like some subtle hints of 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 what he's been doing in nxt Mm -hmm. i think they should definitely like carry that over too although i do feel like they pointed they pointed the camera away when he started pointing that gun they was like well we on fox we can't do that shit pat mcafee you did it right back (laughs) (laughs) and then they was like pat sit down sit down sit down he's like oh shit Pat McAfee, he's cracking me up. Like, yeah, I Yo, he's Pat great. McAfee, he's he's gonna, great on commentary. He's gonna bro. love being in front of a live crowd. <laughs> yeah, he's <laughs> feeding off that energy so much, bro. He's he's like a performer in himself. I was like thinking to myself, like if I was at a live show, I would be looking at Pat McAfee the whole time. Just like <laughs> his reactions, this shit would be so funny. He makes us. He makes performers come like big stars, like because he like marks out for them. Basically, like yeah, he he, he goes he, up, bro. He was running down like Finn Balor's resume. Yep. The and, only critique I would have of him is when he'd be interjecting little subtle words during people's promos. But oh yeah, I think he should lay out sometimes minor. during that. <laughs> so lay out. Minor critique. Um, but yeah, what else happened on SmackDown? We had the uh six man tag match between Edge and the Mysterios versus. Oh, talking about talking about huge pops. Edge, holy, holy shit! Edge's <laughs> pop was crazy, but I was even Roma's pop was hot too. Like he had a pretty like. As soon as the music hit, it was like, yeah, but everybody was like, wait, no, boo, wait. Yeah, I, I like that. People, people are having fun booing him. That's yeah, Roman. He's a character that you want to boo. Basically. Way different reaction than what we were getting before, where it was just like counter, counter reaction. You know what I mean? He was supposed to be a mm-hmm. face, but people were just booing him off of their own whim of, we don't want to see him in this spot. But now it's like they're going with everything he's putting he's putting out. So it's dope. Mm-hmm. Um, but with that match, Usos got the roll up. So now that's a setup for Money in the Bank this week. I guess that might factor into my prediction for the tag title match, but we'll see. On the pre-show. On the pre-show. So eh, I'll save it. I'll save my prediction. But yeah, it happened. It's crazy, too, because they brought this up. That was Dominic Mysterio's first match from a lot of Yeah, I didn't know that. He's been on WWE TV for like, I think even before crowds, like he was like he was in a match, but he was like interfering in those like Brock matches for Mysterio. So he's Mm. been a part of like, WTV for like a year over like a year at this point over a year yeah. and that was his first match from a live crowd that's crazy mm-hmm. and then that when I, when they brought that up i was like whoa like he's gonna be supremely over with the crowd just like off of the moves he does that fucking like that tagging he did the springboard moonsault that mm-hmm. that was dope and i'm just like yo he's gonna be dominic is gonna be a future he's gonna be a future wwe champion it's gonna be it's gonna be years from now but that that guy they're gonna put them they're gonna put the money in him 
he shows good fire. Like he shows a lot of good like baby face like fire. Like like the crowd like has like he gets like good sympathy like from the crowd basically like yeah. he's like selling moves and stuff. The and day he's, he turns on his dad. Oh no, that might be it. Might be it. Maybe Rey Mysterio turns on. <laughs> Who knows? That'd be have crazy. Seen, have you ever seen a Hilo never Mysterio? seen a Hilo Rey Mysterio in our life? Actually, we have, but it was in a WWE game. It was in like SmackDown versus Raw, 2011. <laughs> Alternate universe storyline. You have the opportunity to turn him heel, but then I think he turns back face like by the end of like the storyline. Ray Mysterio <laughs> variant. <laughs> Yo, what if they did that? He he puts on like a Venom mask, and he has like a symbiote. <laughs> That'd be funny as shit if they wanted to go that like like a supernatural way yo i always wanted wwe to do like a recorded show sort of like lucha underground that'd be so dope oh that that, that would work in lucha underground he just had like an alter he's like i can't control it like he oh, he opens up like he finds like eddie Guerrero's urn and he gets possessed by eddie Guerrero's sp- evil spirit or some shit i don't he's know just lying, and he's like no nah, i'm just lying i can't stop lying cheating and stealing like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> that would be hilarious but um uh we can just finish up smackdown the last few things that happened um i don't remember any big promos oh right. wait a minute i think what? there's one edge and seth Rollins. oh yeah yeah, yeah 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 more c's for SummerSlam. I, see, I like i like his transition from like from like being like comically like maniacal to like being like serious like because he went from you're just being like a goofball in mm-hmm. that promo beginning and then he starts talking about how he wants he's gonna finish the job and like yeah stomp his neck and stuff too. Like he, for, he I, I like this unhinged Seth Rollins yeah, character. That for he's some doing. reason, this was one of like one of the better Seth Rollins promos that I could think of. I really enjoyed his voice inflection in certain areas that he did. Like when he was like, Good luck, like you know, just like little stuff like that that's really Maybe. like adding into his character and like the sort of schemey, maniacal insanity that he possesses now. Maybe so, been taking like acting classes or something because I know Becky so. Lynch has been has done that. She's done some acting in her past. Maybe mm-hmm. maybe, she, maybe she's helping him out with that because I because it, it, it is a difference I think with like his his, his character and like yeah. even even from when he was like a heel in like 2015, I think he's definitely improved mm-hmm. from there. So the, I mean, this promo alone had me wondering like, are they gonna pull that trigger? What happened, Seth? win the money to make i think it's a little too obvious especially centered considering he won the fatal four-way he, he got mm-hmm. the big momentum going into the match i doubt they'll give him the win there too but th- it I had think, me thinking about it i don't think it's happening but i guess again to this early but i think what happens is i think seth Rollins loses it yeah i think he i think he's right there at the end at the money in the bank but then something happens whoever wins the match like they push him off they they get the briefcase and he's just like it sets, and then during the main event, he interferes in the Roman uh, Edge match, costs Edge the match. Yeah, I and can see that's that. how you get. That's how you get uh, Edge and Seth at SummerSlam. Hmm. Well, they really need an Edge interference though, considering the Usos are there. Um, oh yeah, that, yeah. You're right. That might be that might be a little bit overbooking, but we'll I, I can see them see them doing that. We'll see. It's a lot that can happen there. Especially like the Mysterios could come out and like sort of come out. The this could be what happens. The Usos try to interfere. <laughs> Mysterios come out to defend Edge. They get they knock each other out. Edge almost gets the dub on Roman, but Seth comes out and let the last minute save. Oh yeah, like the referee gets like knocked out or something. Yeah, and then or he's dealing with like the Mysterios and Usos fighting the outside. 
Like Edge, like come start off the run, said curb stomps him. Yeah, runs out of there. <laughs> Just might happen. Just might happen. But like with that being said, it's a lot. It's a couple of different possibilities I can see for this money in the bank match. Which, like I'm, I'm hyped. To, I'm hyped to get to our predictions, but I don't. I don't want to jump the gun. Um, oh. Anything else on on SmackDown you want to talk about? This KO is crazy ass, but KO jumping oh. off the ladder, <laughs> the yeah. elbow drop that is crazy. Like KO, he he will go all out no matter what. <laughs> is KO the is KO the um, Mick Foley of our generation? And like I, more I think- athletic that can actually like put on a great match and wrestle Mick, Mick Foley could put on a great match yeah but, but I'm saying like in terms of athleticism and you know yeah I think I think he I think he he could become that especially like if they like go more into like his face role because he didn't have a crowd when he when he had his big like face made of that's very true Roman. yeah so we we didn't we didn't get to hear like how how much the crowd would have gone behind him and I think they would have gone behind him big but I think he eventually can like get up to that level yeah because the crowd, the crowd definitely like loves it, like KO now, like mm-hmm. and and like he fights like hard, like every match, like they pop for like the stunner and everything that he does. Like he, when he came out, like everybody knew what was gonna happen when he when him and Baron Corbin came face to face. They knew he was gonna get stunned. They were just anticipating when that was gonna yeah. happen. <laughs> man, I'm I'm so happy crowds are back. Like this is they're really about to turn up, man. Like, oh yeah, they made the show. 10 times better. This show tonight is going to be so, like, spectacular. Oh, yeah. Like, just just having, like, the energy. Like, you can tell, like, it makes performers, like, want to go, like, mm-hmm. harder, too. Yeah. So, definitely looking forward to that. Uh, Bianca Belair, what did that say? Let me see if that really... I think, oh, yeah, Bianca Belair defended the title against Carmella. Apparently, too, that match is happening again next week. Really? Why? Because Carmella was talking shit on Twitter or something. Like, oh, like you cheated because you used a hair or something. Oh, my God. Like How many times are you going to pull this? Like, like, who is writing for the women right now? Can, can, they, can they not come up with, like, different storylines? Like, I have no what idea. Doing? Like, but, when is Sasha coming back, too? Like, that's what I'm like, saying. Off this feud. But you know what I realized, like, about the SmackDown's women's roster? Like, it's so slim. And I think that's why they're the only ones who announced their money in the bank participants. Cause like, when you really think about it, Oh, they can't do qualifying. Besides, right. besides Shotzi and Knox, who just came up, they only have like five to seven women on the, on the SmackDown women's roster. You got Bianca, who's a champion. champion. Bailey, who was the challenger who just got injured. You got Liv Morgan, Carmella, Zelina Vega just came back. Sasha Banks is MIA. And then you got Tamina and Natalia. Oh, that's right. it. That's it. So when you think about all those, the only four <laughs> people they could have slotted in was Tamina, Natalia, Selena Vega, and Liv Morgan. You're right. They couldn't. They couldn't do qualifying matches. They couldn't all even them do them. Qualify. All of them had to qualify <laughs> to get in. They could not do qualifying matches. They literally had to bring back Selena Vega, who was on her couch doing Twitch streams, <laughs> to have a to have a money to bake match. Oh my God, that is. You're right. That is crazy. How so, thin the roster is. So yeah, that's why that's why we don't have qualifying matches. I mean, look now, now if we want to jump over to NXT, we got a few stars jumping the ship from Raw though, for that matter. Mm-hmm. Going down to NXT, we got Mandy Rose popping in, and we were just talking about them interjecting talent in NXT to really solidify as the third brand. Johnny Gargano actually appeared on Busted Open Radio yesterday and talked about this, and he he pretty much was uh, speaking the same thing we were saying. Like he would like to see 
more talent being interjected in NXT to really solidify it as the third brand. A few names he mentioned were Cesaro, AJ Styles, Seth Rollins. And I mean, it just goes to show, man, the many possibilities that could be if they really were to pull this gun. And I think we're, I think we're going to end up seeing it a little bit more now, like especially with Mandy Rose showing face. I think that's the perfect place for her. Who knows if she can really go with like the women on NXT because they really, they really go at it. Like that's, they have the, like, the best women's roster, I would say, in all of wrestling. So, I mean, we haven't really seen Mandy Rose go like that. We haven't seen her get a real shot. So I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm hyped to see it. She, she got caught up early too. I think her, her and Sonya, definitely, they got caught up. Like they're barely in NXT before. This was like she's Rose. hot as hell. <laughs> so she really had a chance to like hone her like in ring skills, like that much. So I think, I think this would be good for her to like, to to help develop her her in ring ability, even her promo ability too. Because I feel like mm-hmm. she, she doesn't really like blow anybody away on the mic or anything doing like special yeah in that regard so i think she need. i think she doesn't need like work like all around like i, I did think it was kind of random because they had her on raw this week with like dana brooke they actually like finally got some tv time and they cut that yeah. promo on italian to me i forgot what they even said honestly that just shows but... like how disconnected every brand is from each other <laughs> this shit don't they matter don't communicate at all with, yeah. like with what's going on like like you think they'd be like okay at least like can we, can we wrap up the storyline at least like they, they, like, they could do something would be like, oh, yeah, like in like a month or t- in like a month, we want Mandy to be on NXT. Mm-hmm. And then like Raw Riders could be like, okay, like we can make a story where you can wrap her up, like whatever she's doing. But nope, like immediately gone. I guess Keith it wasn't Lee, a storyline. Keith Lee, too. Like, I feel like like the second he won the titles, Vince was like, bring him up. Yep. So they, I feel like that like threw like NXT's plans at disarray. And then they had to like rush and put the title on Cross. Mm-hmm. And then he, he gets injured. injured. <laughs> yeah, he gets injured immediately. Then we get Finn. Um, I guess everything happens for a reason because Finn had a great reign. Yeah, and then now we have what they wanted, I guess, all along, which is the most boring NXT champion in all history, Karrion Cross. I thought Gray. that. I yeah, I thought that was a good match though against Gargano. It wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. Um, I mean, it's Johnny Gargano. Let's let's keep it a buck. Yeah, Johnny Gargano yeah. does doesn't have bad matches. Let's keep it real. Jerger doesn't have bad matches. He has overly long matches. That's what he has. <laughs> <laughs> he just does not die. Just marathon matches where yeah. like, you're like, you know, you can shave like 15 minutes off of that. <laughs> right. So, and I, I mean, they had a match. I, I'm just, I'm sick of Cross, bro. Like nothing works for him. I tried to get it a little bit. I kind of see the MMA things that they're doing, but now he's kind of getting, they're leading towards him versus Joe, potentially. Mm-hmm. And Obviously, I want to see Joe take the title off him. That's not going to happen. But just uh, maybe, maybe now that he's in there with like a vet, maybe Joe can make him look good. Maybe Joe can get me on the side mm-hmm. of Karen Cross. I'm trying to get it, man. I'm trying to get on board, but it's he, not working out. He does like a different gimmick. Like every, I saw somebody on Twitter, they made like a graphic. They're like, Karen Cross gimmick wheel. It was like casino dealer, <laughs> and MMA guy. Like, like. Like, is like what is he dooms doomsday <laughs> enthusiast like I don't, I don't know what i don't know what it is what is, what is scarlet like what is scarlet is she like a witch is she like a witch it kind of gives me have you, did you watch game of thrones yeah i did she kind of gives me like red woman vibes you know oh yeah melisandre yeah, I, can see that. I can see that so uh, he's he, off her neck her, her necklace she's like a, a thousand years old <laughs> I guess so. And then I guess he's Stannis Baratheon. I mean, if you really want to compare Game of Thrones characters, he is as boring as Stannis Baratheon. 
Or is it is is it gonna be as bad as the ending of Game of Thrones too? <laughs> Hopefully not. I mean, it's it's easy to top that. So the the, the, the character inconsistencies too of the last season of Game Definitely. of Thrones. Wow, <laughs> they they taking notes off of the most popular some of those popular shows. But Cross, he he just doesn't do it for me at all, man. And I mean, I, I don't even I don't even have anything else to say about him. Like yeah, he, who, just who could take it off of him? He's gonna take the title. That's what like I'm Kyle saying. Riley, like, like uh, but he already got a yeah. shot. He like already Anna got a Kyle shot. Riley taking it off. Yeah, Cam Grimes maybe. No, but that's a what? Too goofy right now for that. Too goofy. Too goofy. <laughs> um, Dexter Loomis. No, I feel like he's a little bit goofy too. He is goofy. Like, okay, I don't really LA like Knight. Dexter Loomis like that. Um, Ellie Knight. Nah, heels was heel. Too. He's a heel too. It's like nobody. Oh my god, Samoa Joe could do it. Samoa Joe could hit row. The guy, I feel like they're tracks in like the North American title. Yeah, like tag team. They can keep. They can keep them separated. And the, honestly, the heel too. Honestly, though, like we saw Cross on main event, so maybe they will give it to Joe and like have him go up. Yeah, I don't know. But though, who but... takes it off for Joe? Oh, you go. I feel like anybody can really take it off Joe. Kyle, oh, yeah, Kyle right. O'Reilly could take it off Joe. Adam Cole. I, I'm Adam Cole. Adam Cole is uh, nah. champion now. He, he so, needs a break from the title. <laughs> I'm glad you mentioned him, though, because he's getting a few with Bronson Reed is looking like now. Is Adam Cole really just not going anywhere? He's never going up, bro. I feel like I feel like to keep him because he's like, we a, can, a, like a pillar of NXT. He's an NXT like he guy now. I mean, <laughs> I feel like until they find somebody to slot into his spot, they can't really, they can't really have him leave. LA Knight could kind of be in that role. It's just like a heelish, just kind of like schemy heel, but he doesn't fit like the slimy um kind of just like build of Adam Cole where he he needs a like cheat to win. He doesn't wrestle with the NXT like main event style. Like the yeah. NXT main event style is like fast paced, like a lot of moves and stuff. Mm-hmm. And Which he's is- more of like a W main event style guy in LA Knight. So I think that's what what you said right there is actually the same thing you could argue for Karrion Cross, and maybe that's why when you see him in these matches, it's just so boring. Or I mean, it's I think that's a factor to it. But it's also like his character having like nothing, no layers to it, mm-hmm. no depth. But at the same time, he has matches with these like smaller guys, and I guess they want him to dominate, but it's not as entertaining to me it's just not it doesn't hit the mark like i don't think that's the factor behind it though like i don't think it's because he's just this dominant guy i think it's just it's just boring his moveset's boring i think cross too is that he's like a medium sized guy if he's on the main roster with like the bigger guys because like we yeah you saw that made a bit match we have a show benjamin like show mm-hmm. benjamin he's a like real he's a big guy like show benjamin's right like six two like two fifty yeah. like legit so like Cross does not look like a big guy against Shelton Benjamin at all. But he looks like a big guy when he's fighting like somebody like Gargano, who's probably like 5'8, like 200 or like mm-hmm. 190. Or like Adam Cole, he's around the same uh height and weight. Like he looks big on NXT, but like he, he's not gonna look big on the main roster. I didn't see much of Karrion Cross before he was in NXT. So I don't know like how much his moveset can really be different you know like i don't know what his potential is but him being like a looked at as more of a medium-sized guy might actually work for him like what if he can be more a little bit more athletic and he could work more of a flexible fast-paced style if he's in there with people that's a little bit bigger than him or like a seth rollins you know or aj maybe he can go a little bit maybe he's a little bit like brian cage he can do some flips and shit like i don't necessarily need that but 
just him having more layers than just dominant guy toss you around the ring, Saido suplex, back suplex, blah, 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 snap. I, I just love that, too. Like, with Seth Rollins, like, Seth Rollins might be a similar size to him, honestly. Yeah. Seth Rollins is, like, he's pretty tall, and, like, he's pretty built, too, so. So they have. Look like, 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 like a big guy Rollins at all. <laughs> they have Karen Cross built as 6'4", 265. I, I could kind of see that. But Seth is obviously, like, 220 or something. Even I mean, AJ Styles, like he he definitely has height on AJ Styles, but AJ Styles is like two. Yeah. <laughs> like, they have, so they have I, Roman. He's not gonna look as big. They have Roman at six three two sixty five. So Roman apparently Roman too. apparently Roman and Karen Cross the same weight. Which I I, I can kind of see. I can kind of see I Roman. See I, I don't say Roman's a big dude. Roman's a medium. Differently. Yeah. So. Uh, let's get away from Karen Cross. He's he's boring me. I need something to change right now. <laughs> but we all we already know who the who the real champion of NXT is, and that's that's Swerve Isaiah Swerve Scott baby and Hit Row. Did Hit they Row. do? Any, I'm looking at NXT's results. Did they do? Yeah, anything? Did they do anything? I, uh, I don't think so. Anything. I just wanted to remind everybody who's real. Um, we did have um Dexter Loomis for Santos Escobar, who's probably going to be in that North American title picture. Mm-hmm. Dexter Loomis is another guy who I noticed this week is not a big guy. He's not big. I don't know. I'm about to look it up right now to see his exact his build height or whatever it is. I think, I feel but he's, he's not like he's not as big as he looks like he is. 6'2, 240, they got him. Oh, that's pretty big. That's pretty big. Yeah. But I, I don't know. I always thought he was like bigger. But when I like saw him this week, I was like, when I saw him this week next to Santos Escobar, I was like, oh, they're not not too much bigger than Santos. I think Santos isn't like that small. Like yeah. for a crew. I think because he was like wait, like people. Probably think he's like smaller than he was mm-hmm. than he is, but he's probably like around almost like six feet, like five eleven. That's where they first put him, like just in the cruiserweight division. <laughs> it's crazy that they swerve too. They put him in the, the cruiserweight division. Mm-hmm. And swerve's not like small. <laughs> yeah, he's not. So I mean, I'm excited to see that match. Swerve versus um Santos Escobar, or even just like um Legato versus Hit Row. That'll be a dope tag match. It's heel versus heel. Yeah, fuck it. Let's do it. I don't care. Um, what do you think about this Dexter Loomis Indy Hartwell storyline? Like, is it weird or <laughs> is it stupid? I think it is weird. It's kind of weird, bro. I feel, I feel like it might like I feel like it's like dragging out. Like it was, it was they are funny at first. Yeah, I feel like why is like Indy Hartwell in love with like an abductor and like a kidnapper and some we don't even really know who Dexter Loomis is. We don't yeah. He's <laughs> like obsessed with him at first. And then he kind of didn't really like return the advances, and then he returned the advances, and now she she doesn't like him, and now she's like, oh, it, it's just a whole mess of stuff. I don't know. Crowd seems to like it. The crowd likes it, yeah. I like the name Index, so it's cool. Yeah, um, it, gives him, it gives him something to do. Dexter Loomis, though, some character. He's weird. He's weird. He's like a guy. I could see how they would see him and see how he has a look, but I feel like he has this like stoic gimmick because he doesn't have any like personality. Like I think they did oh, it on he, purpose. He, he was doing this gimmick in uh TNA when he was when he, he was in TNA. TNA. Yeah, he was. Oh shit. He was. Uh, he was. Called, he was doing basically the same gimmick. He was like Samuel Shaw was his gimmick. Oh, gimmick. I think I heard that name before. Oh shit. And he's basically he talked he he talked when he was like this gimmick, but he basically said they like a stalker, like serial killer type character. Mm-hmm. Like so, so he's been his proves were weird though. Like 
he was definitely like trying to be like a weirdo in that <laughs> yeah. came off like in the first so maybe they, they'll what they don't want him to cut it up be cutting promos like that i don't know i need a little bit more of an explanation as to who he is because he was doing that weird thing when he was like he was painting pictures of the future so i'm like is he like somebody who can see into the future and that's why he's always like gazing or something i don't know his voice also doesn't match how he looks either <laughs> I didn't even hear him talk, so I'm I'm just gonna avoid it. He wait, <laughs> I'm looking at his Wikipedia. One of his former wing, ring names is Lupus. Oh yeah, he was on like that ECW uh, show. ECW. One, yeah, TNA did like an ECW like one night stand. Ah, uh, but okay. it was kind of sad because everybody was washed and they were like five years earlier when they did that. <laughs> <laughs> and also, they couldn't say ECW either because they don't own the rights. So that was his first appearance in Hardcore Justice as Lupus. He attacked Tommy Dreamer in his match against Raven before he was attacked by Mick Foley as the special referee. Okay. I don't know why he chose that name, but but okay. He, he was interfering for some... For, I think he was like replacing somebody that was an ECW mm-hmm. that had like a similar name but you couldn't make it, so they just threw him in there because I think he was like just like a local talent at the time. Huh. Talk about random. What? That's how you got to shine, and now look where he is on NXT. It's crazy. Like some wrestlers, wrestlers passed mm-hmm. <laughs> to WWE like what they were doing before. Um. Well, yeah. Talk about wrestlers past. Aaliyah finally, finally looking oh like she gets some kind of momentum after what being in developmental NXT over like eight years or something. She's longer than Angela Dawkins. Man, I like <laughs> I Aaliyah. Think. I like Aaliyah, yo. It looked like she got some new teeth. I don't know if that's true though, but <laughs> with the bad kid, she got that second NXT contract. Yeah, she got that bang. Got a bang and fixed my teeth. But um, got that, that was dope. She turned on ball. Um, what else happened? Cameron Grimes in LA Night. I'm enjoying this little Butler storyline. I like how he's, like, how yeah, he's enjoying it. Like yeah, how yeah. I was like, <laughs> I, I was, I, I liked how they're kind of like flipping it because you would expect him to just be like miserable doing this, but he's like actually getting on LA Night's nerves and he's like making it so that LA Night doesn't want him to be his Butler. He's just like fucking everything up where he's like, he's like, like oh. a kid to do like the most long for him. Yeah. <laughs> I thought they were going to dig into like his country bag when like he started getting him to mow the lawn. I thought he was going to like dig into it and be like, oh, my mama used to have me do this all the time. This, yeah, y'all get this done in an hour. <laughs> he's y'all like the mower just like drawing around and having a good yeah. old time. <laughs> he'd be like, oh, I used to, I used to fix up the yard all the time back in my ranch house. Like, <laughs> so yeah, that, that's funny. That's some funny shit going on. Um, anything else on NXT before we head into AEW? Uh, I think that's it. All right, yeah. That's it, man. Because look, when it, you already know I'm high, I'm, I'm all elite right now. I'm so excited for AEW week to week, especially now that they're back in front of a crowd. We got a chance this week to see them in front of a crowd that wasn't Floridians. Mm-hmm. And boy, boy, was that crowd lit. Were they, were they, you know, supporting the show the way they should? Um, but yeah, I mean, we got a lot of stuff to talk about. Where do you want to start? You want to start with Omega Page or you want to you talk about um, Ricky Starks, Cody, Malachi? There's plenty of stuff we can get into. You know, we can just start from the top with with uh was that was that the first match? No, the first match was was Boxley and uh and Carl Lance Archer. Oh, Carl Anderson, my fault. I was gonna say Lance Archer. Like, yeah, that's the match next week. That's, that's the next week. Match. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I didn't I didn't pay much attention to this. Uh, Moxley Moxley retained. He got the crowd yeah. going though. Like the wild thing. Like wild thing is I think is uh it's, it's a good song for Moxley. It gets the crowd pumped up. Yeah. For him. Got the crowd. Oh, no. Although I was a fan of his old, his old song too. Though. Yeah, I was too. I think that I was a fan of that one. 
Um, but yeah, Moxley retained. Um, I really wanted to. I really wanted to talk about this Omega Adam Page setup that they're doing mm-hmm. because that was perfect. You know, I forgot. Wait, how did this even begin? Adam. Oh, I think Tony Schiavone brought out Adam Page to the ring to talk yeah. about him challenging for the title. And then you, you see the development come a full circle with Adam Page finally admitting, you know, that he's ready to challenge Kenny and that he's like, he's going full force. And then Kenny's coming out saying, nah, fuck all that. You know, you ain't ready. You, you don't even, you're not even convincing yourself that you're ready. Or actually, no, I'm sorry, Matt Jackson came out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Matt then, Jackson said that he's running him down, basically. Mm-hmm. Giving us all the... Um, exposition that you might have that you might have needed if you weren't paying attention you know these guys used to be in a tag team together they kind of shunned him out of the elite they went on the up and then he went down mm-hmm. and then now they just surrounded him you know hauling hounding him talking all this shit finally we get to a point the dark order comes out uh to defend their friend from a potential beatdown. i like and too then, how they haven't had him and him and uh page touch like Every time he gets like close to hitting with the belt, like something like happens, mm-hmm. or, like either dark order happens or like he sees it coming, and then yep. he just like I kind of building up to that because you know it's gonna happen at one point. Like Kenny Omega is just gonna blast him if I like put like a vicious beat down on Adam Page. Mm-hmm. I, honestly, I don't even know if they should touch in that tag team match next week. That would be interesting. It's elimination though, so I mean, it's I feel like it's bound to happen, but who knows? Yeah, you're right. Who knows? Um, that's happening next week. It was it next week? I think two weeks, maybe. I, I, I'm not sure. Specify when it's happening? I don't know if I they specify, but I mean, they got a little yeah. bit of time until all out. I think too. Like this is not even. This is a chance that King Omega might be like, you know what? Like you guys are losers. Like I don't. I don't. Like I don't worry about you. So like I'm putting Nakazawa in for me. For the elite. Yeah, for the elite, like Nakazawa, because it's it's just them against the elite. They didn't Michael specify Nakazawa. He didn't specify that K Omega had to be in the match, so I could see him doing like something slimy like that, like the last man just being like, "Yeah, you know what? I'm not wrestling tonight." Like Nakazawa's got this. It didn't <laughs> specify. Got this. Or need to have, got this. So next week we need to have a contract signing. Is what you're saying? To specify. Yeah. To lay it on the to lay it on the line in ink. That it has to be so and so members. I'm hoping what's the name can come back. What's the name? John Silver? Is that his name? Yeah, John Silver. I I'm hoping he can come back in time. Shoulders should be healed by now. Yes. So who would you, who do you think if we do get Kenny, the Bucks, and the um Good Brothers, who do you think would be in that spot for the Dark Order? Hmm. I'm thinking it's gonna be Adam Page, Cole yeah, Cabana, Evil Silver, Uno, Silver Reynolds, Evil Uno. Wait, how many people is that? Page. And then um, who's the guy? Who's Uno's partner? The bald headed guy. Uh, Stu Grayson. I think it would be them five: Page, yeah. Uno, Grayson, Cocamana, Silver. If he can come back. Oh, uh, you think you think him over Reynolds? Because like him who's, and Silver are a tag team. Who's Ren? Oh yeah. Oh I mean, yeah. If Reynolds. Alex Reynolds. I was, I would say if Silver can't come back, then Reynolds. Or maybe they can slide or out. Silver, or, or Cabana goes in. Instead yeah, of, uh, Silver or Cabana. Silver. I would think Cabana, like those are just like the top guys I think of in Dark Order. Like those, that's the top five. I would or think. ten, should we get or ten? It, ten is like their number one. Like you think ten he's like their there? young upcomer. He could be. He could be. I think he's the best like numbered guy, right? Yeah. Okay. I think five is at the worst. Like yo, he's, <laughs> he's at the he's at the one that always like loses the match. Really. <laughs> Kenny Omega's like, who are you gonna put me in against? Five. 
<laughs> yeah, so that should be dope. Um, I'm just totally enjoying how they're booking all their champions right now. Like, I mean, Young Bucks haven't been doing that much recently. I mean, they had a tag match. But apart from yeah. them and, and, and Kenny, like, Britt Baker is tearing shit up oh, right now. Britt Baker is on, like, a She's right so now. over. Miro is just – oh, so he doesn't even He's show up live. He doesn't even show up live in front of a crowd. He just cuts backstage promos and it just lights it just lights shit up. Oh, I love his the promos. New, what do you think about the new TNT title that he has? That looks dope. White, that looks dope. The white like strap the white with the, the gold and the green uh outlining. I think it's dope. Do you think they'll have like custom titles for all the TNT champions? No. I think they should at this point. Just yeah, like I mean it's shit shipping changing up every single time. But is, like Miro, I love what he's doing too. Like how it's white too, because he thinks he's like a chosen one, my god, the god chosen son basically mm-hmm. that shit is oh, hot. Man, it's so good it's so much better than him the guy just likes to play video games yeah i'm so glad he, he got out of that i like how he explained it too, he, he explained basically how he was like lost when he mm-hmm. first came to AEW, and now he has his purpose and he just mm. kinda like he's found jesus. Yeah, he found jesus he found his purpose like jesus wants him to, to beat the shit out of everybody basically mm-hmm. see that's all we need man we need stuff that matters we need things that to come full circle things that make sense and to be have chronological order to it you know if, if somebody was mm-hmm. doing some bullshit at least fix them in the next few months and explain why they was going through some bullshit you know yeah. make it make sense don't just flip shit and then just say oh remember that that didn't happen no no what you want to be rewarded for watching a show mm-hmm. like no matter what you're watching you can be watching yeah. like like pep a pig you want to be mm-hmm. rewarded for watching the show. It doesn't matter like what age yeah. you are. AEW like, is definitely one of those shows you can't like. They don't cater towards casual viewers at all. Like, and I think that's what WWE does way too much. Like they they don't expect people to be like consistently watching. They kind of want people to be able to just tune in and just like check out shit as they go along. But that makes it AEW. Work. It does right it because like because because like you might like we all started watching wrestling at different times. But they were telling the story. Like, you just went in, like, a random show, probably. Like, but you picked it up, obviously. Like, like you're just a child when you start watching. So right. how dumb do you think the audience is that, that they won't be able to pick up, like, a storyline at some point? Like, yeah. just start watching it play out. Like, and, and, and then even, too, like, everybody has access to the, to the internet. Like, if you didn't see something, mm-hmm. go on YouTube, watch the clips, get caught up. Yep. Like, it's very easy. Now. Yeah, that's that's what I did this week because I didn't see the main event of um Darby Allen and um Ethan Page, but I saw the finish. But I was just gonna say, like mm-hmm. with WWE, like people who don't really tune into AW and sometimes they pick it up, like I feel like that's why when they watch it, they're just like, What the fuck is this? Because like they haven't been consistently viewing and seeing why these characters matter or like why what's been developed so far. They kind of just pick up and just see this like some shenanigans going on, and they're just like, Oh, this is just a wild, crazy ass show, it's just doing stupid shit. But Nah, like shit matters, bro. And like shit should just, you know, it comes full circle. I keep saying it. But like, even just like the little promos in the back, I'm enjoying. Like Chris Jericho cuts a promo in some locker room. And I'm just like, okay, he's cutting some random promo. And then out of nowhere, boom. Uh Sean Spears comes in and jabs him in the throat with a chair. Mm-hmm. And MJF basically holds him down and, and names what his first um his first matchup for the stipulations. And that was like just, a one-minute segment, too. That was just one minute, and then that just like lit up the storyline for the week. Like they didn't have anything else <laughs> other than that backstage promo for the week, but it gets you excited for next week's show and it gets mm-hmm. things moving. I like how many people they get on the show, too. They get a lot of people yeah. on the show to advance the storylines and stuff, advance the characters. Mm-hmm. 
like it's not just the same like six people every week on the show. Like, you get like p- more people. Like, so, like they have a big roster. There is a big roster too. Yeah. But you don't see it doesn't see them a big roster because you see the same people every single week featuring the same talent in the same, same matches, matches for that yeah, matter. Same God matches, damn. Storylines with events. Like at least there's a progression. Like everything AEW does hits. Like they've had like misses. Mm-hmm. But they've had like production misses. I feel like most of their misses have just been like random production shit that goes wrong or stupid looking. But like as far as storyline and like storytelling goes, I don't think they've really missed the mark that many times. But even the original Dark Order, I feel like that was like kind of a miss, like how they presented that. But then they mm-hmm. course corrected it and yeah. and they fixed it. They ended up fixing it. So like I, that, that's what like, I appreciate about. Yeah, they uh, adapt and adjust pretty quick, I would say. Like they listen too. like Tony Khan listens. Um, I was, I, I tapped into busted open like one time and I was, I was listening to bully Ray talk about how he talked to Tony Khan, like after one of the young bucks tag matches. And basically he was saying how they need to like work on like building more cohesive stories in their matches, which was like one of my main critiques of the young bucks, like yeah. them, them just like kind of going for the spots. And like, he was basically just like giving them pointers. I don't remember exactly what it was. Cause obviously I'm not wrestling professional, but he was saying, he was basically giving them pointers and they listened. And what turned out was that tag match we had two weeks ago. Um, not the notice, not the no one, like the original one, which was really dope. So I like how they adapt and they, they course correct. Like you said, um, another, I was going to say another thing that I was enjoying that I think they, I guess it's kind of course correcting is like making Ricky Starks that number one guy on team Taz now. And then, cause now he won the FTW championship. Yeah, I'm I'm big on Ricky Starks. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm like Ricky Starks. I feel like he's a future world champion for AEW. Definitely. So I'm wondering now, are they going to make this FTW title actually matter? You know, is it going to be what what does that title really represent? It's supposed to be like a stand-in title, right? That's how I was originally introduced to ECW, like when Taz was like, "I'm supposed to be a champion" or something. I'm paraphrasing because obviously I didn't watch. I was too young. Mm-hmm. But now it's kind of like Kenny said he's. I mean, he's kind of on a hiatus, not really, but what does that FT title, FTW title look like to you now? Now that it's like on Ricky Starks. I think it just, I think it's just like the, the main guy in Team Taz, basically. Because it, it, how, how many times has Cage defended it? Like, like twice. Twice, like outside. Yeah. And uh, now he defends it. I feel, I feel like it's like a symbol more than anything now that he's the guy mm-hmm. Team Taz. Like Cage is out. Like Ricky Starks is like the main person in the building ground in there. Yeah. And what do you think Cage is going to do now? You think he's going to like go through every member of Team Taz? I hope so. I hope they give him like a little face run. Cause okay. I think he could work. He could work as just like a generic babyface number three, which is what he looks like. Well, I mean, not <laughs> generic babyface, but like just generic wrestler number three. They could just make yeah. him go on a little babyface tear and just rip through people. He don't have to talk much. Yeah, just do cool moves. Just have him be dumb. Flips and power moves. I would like to see him tossed into a uh, world title picture or a TNT title. I mean, I, him I, versus I Miro would be... Him, him versus TNT Miro would cook. Him yeah. versus Miro would be crazy. Brian Cage, honestly, has one of my favorite finishers right now. Oh, like, yeah. Licks, lifts up into a vertical suplex, twists you around to like a tombstone sit-out power driver. Mm-hmm. That shit is hot. Um, But... Yeah, I mean Ricky Starks, man. If I if I had to make up a fake acronym for the FTW title, it would just be fake uh fake top wrestler champion. <laughs> so if Ricky Starks is the fake top wrestler in the in AEW, I'm with it. So 
I don't really see Hook wrestle. So Wait, who, just, oh, Hook, the young boy? That's his son. Yeah. Yeah. That's Taz's son? Yeah, that's his son. Oh, shit. I thought that was somebody else's son. I don't know who I thought. I wonder I wonder where we're going to see him wrestle because he's been training with Cody apparently for like the past like year. So. Oh, yeah. So he should. He Someday. Should be able to do like a tag team match at least. Someday. Someday. He just does like suplexes. All he does is just like brood every time. Like does like. Like suplexes a few people. Yeah, arm drags. That's all he needs to do. Without at this point, <laughs> he's there, Dominic. They got, they got, they got Hobbs there to to carry the all the bread of the the load too. Mm-hmm. I wonder if they just gonna keep cycling through the top guys. Like one day Hobbs just become. I mean, they should just keep it at the members now. Like they got yeah. Brian Cage out. They need to have like a little bit of some. They got three dudes in there with Taz, so that's I think, cool. I think I think Hook and Hobbs are gonna. Like former tag team, and then and then they'll eventually try to go for like the titles. I think it's like it's it's gonna be a few months down the line when like they have like a face champion. Yeah, because they need yeah they need pride and powerful to get them in September. We'll see. Proud and powerful, pride and powerful, proud and powerful, proud and powerful. Okay, um, but yeah, what else happened on AW? Um, last Britt oh, Baker. Oh yeah, Britt Baker. I mean, I didn't have much to say about her, just the fact that she's over. Yeah, just fuck. like great, great. Yeah, like, she's doing good work. She's doing good work. Um, Darby Allen, I'm starting oh, to get around to Darby. Oh, yes, Darby you know Allen, that, that coffee. You know I, I'm telling crunch. you. I'm telling you. <laughs> I just realized the, the crowd is a huge part of Darby Allen, too. Like, when we were talking about guys like Ricochet, um, I think Darby Allen is a guy that gets his energy from the reactions and shit like that. And he's dope, man. I only saw the clips, like I said, but I, I'm liking it. I'm, I'm, okay. I'm coming around to Darby. I come around to that Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky Tech. I think that should really? be chemistry. Yeah. I think I think they I think they they made it work like like they're uh, I thought they were thrown together at first yeah and they were thrown together but I feel like I feel like they they helped like their man of the year gimmick that they that they're doing now like right I, I, it'd be interesting to see though how, what they do after Darby because like they just been few Darby mm-hmm. basically since to say forming their, their tag team I just felt like they didn't need them to be a team. Like I would like to see them yeah, just go off solo. Yeah, they could have both gone solo, but because they have a lot of tag teams right now too. So but I guess like the, the both of like the title pictures are, are heel, uh, or taken up by heels. That's true. So it, it might be good just to keep them as a tag team for now. So Britt Baker is officially face, no? No, I think she's like a, a tweener. Tweener, but she she, 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 she doesn't do it. But she she doesn't really like do anything. Like as a face, like he's not like playing to the crowd at all. Yeah, no, she doesn't do that. Which she, I guess, I guess the one thing she does is like the DM, the Britt Baker DMD. Yeah. I mean, that's oh, that, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. That's it right there. No, that's playing. That's, that's, that's all she does. That's all but she, she doesn't do it. She just says it, and then they follow through. It's kind of like Austin three sixteen. Yeah. Obviously, not, I'm not comparing the two, but like it's similar. Where like Austin, it's like. But also, you could think about it like this because Stone Cold says so. DMD. Yeah. Something like that. And he's saying that shit before he turned face. Like, he was just saying that, like, it's probably then, like, people in the crowd to start picking up on it and, like, saying it along with him. Mm-hmm. And that helped, like, and then that, that, like, eventually turned him fully face. Yeah. So that's going to happen to him. Without Baker. him being a panderer and just like, I love you guys. Like, yeah. Know. He didn't change who he was. Like, wow. the audience changed, like, the perception of him. So you're saying Britt Baker is the Stone Cold of AEW. <laughs> um, That's a headline. That, that, that'd be like a headline on like Rick Sign News. Like if mm-hmm. someone, if, if somebody said that. <laughs> 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 I 
Tommy Dreamer. So, yeah. Uh, Hardy and Christian. Matt Hardy oh, and Christian. That was, that was surprisingly very surprising. It's crazy because Matt Hardy looks like he can barely walk, but he yeah. can go and have a good match. It's crazy. But it's crazy you say that because, like, in the face, he looks like so much younger. He looked he like does. 2005 Matt Hardy. It's crazy. You can tell he's taking his health like seriously. Like, mm-hmm. recent years, like he's, he's in good shape now. I think I, I don't know if maybe just because like he's he's, he's bow legged. I think that might be why he looks like he he, he like yeah he looks more. worse than he does. But I, he's always been bow legged. I think he's just gotten worse like over the years. <laughs> that man just had a brand new baby girl. He's still wrestling. Yeah, still wrestling. You, you, got, you gotta keep wrestling. Table. You gotta keep wrestling. Popping all these kids. Yeah, he's, he's gonna become wrestling's uh, Philip Rivers. Mm-hmm. And have eleven kids running around. The Hardy family compound is about to be crazy. It's, it's really gonna be the Hardy family compound. About to be kids. a whole, about to just be a whole like society. They about to be Amish. <laughs> but um, finally, last thing I wanted to talk about was this Cody and Malachi segment. Did you peep the visuals of Cody being white Jesus coming out with the white suit on, and Malachi Black being the devil wearing black and the evil force? Yeah, is, uh, that, is that something that popped out to you? Yeah, I, I noticed that immediately was like the, like he's wearing a black suit, Cody wearing a white suit. Mm-hmm. But I, the thing I like too is Cody got away from like that Americana bullshit that he's been doing for right forever, and he got back to this being like what got him like cheered as a baby face like two years ago, where he's just like very passionate about like mm-hmm. the company and like what he's doing and and stuff like like he it, it, it was it, it was refreshing that he that he did that <laughs> he's gonna yeah. back to that because i was sick of 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 that homelander cosplay that he's been doing for like the past like mr year. all-american yeah so i'm hoping malachi black ends up ends up being the one to finally not quote the fuck out um he's and gotta lose that match he's gotta he's lose got the first to. match he's got to because at this point come in a loss does cody have like two losses in his entire AEW career he lost to MJF and Jericho and Brody Lee, I think. I think those are like wow. the main losses, he said. Ridiculous. So um, without further ado, we're going to move right along outside of AEW. Dope, dope show. Fighter Fest Night 2 is coming up. If you want to, we can preview that real quick. Um, I think I have it queued up right here. Yeah, we do. Okay. So oh, Jay Cargill, she hasn't been on the show. Maybe she'll be on. She hasn't. Did she cut a promo this week? I, probably I don't think her. she did. No. She's been like in like the past like yeah, weeks. Shop promo kind of like thirty minutes. She did like last week, didn't she? Did she did this week too. Oh, I know. missed it. I don't know, but yeah, where is she at? She probably on dark. I just haven't tapped on. They gotta get her a dynamite from a crowd. Yeah, from like yeah. one of these crowds in a road. Maybe they've been waiting for it. I mean, honestly, she's still green too. They still could be she like is. trying to train her a little bit, you know. I think I think the end game they need to build to in like a year, or maybe two years, but the end game needs to be Britt Baker of Jay Cargill. Like yeah, face yeah. face Britt Baker, Jay mm-hmm. Cargill doing like a heel stick. I think I think she could eventually take the title off of uh Britt Baker. Mm-hmm. They need to do sort of what they did with Bianca when she was um being introduced to the main roster. I'm not trying to be like compared to just like two amazing, beautiful, athletic black women, but like with the vignettes and just like sort of running running storylines like through like outside of her being in the ring, just like sort of building her up as a character before they yeah. are confident enough to put her in the ring consistently. Yeah, while she's like on dark, mm-hmm. like getting like her reps in in and elevation and rampage eventually. Like right. Like she she can like build up like her ring skill like on like the 
the second and third shivs. Have you and ever then seen just run vignettes on Dynamite yeah. for? Have you ever seen Britt Baker's uh talks talk show segment that they put on Dark? Yeah, which is the the, the, the dentist. Yeah, uh, room they need to put that on Dynamite. What the hell? Yeah, they do. It's or maybe. Maybe no. Now that they have Rampage coming up, maybe we'll find a spot for something like that. Because they, they need more like promo type of. I mean, not too much to where it's just like too many promos, but they do need more like talk segments, I guess. I think with Rampage, uh, I think that eventually you will. Because I think Rampage is going to be more the wrestling show. Because like the advertisement yeah. said more said, action. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I was thinking about. So I think I think eventually they're going to start building like more like vignettes and like. In promo segments and talk shows like that onto dynamite because they can do like more batches mm-hmm. on on rampage then yeah i'm wondering what rampage is going to look like like they said it's going to be action oriented but to me that's already what dark and elevation were looking at i guess those are more so like well obviously dark is the dark matches elevation is like upcoming people they kind of want to give more shine to but rampage i'm hoping it's going to be you know important matches that we need to see high stakes and just straight, you know, like main event matches. You know what I mean? Main mm-hmm. event caliber matches. Maybe that's what it's gonna look like. And is it only a two-hour show? One hour? I don't know. I think it's one hour. One hour. It's in a, it's in a tough time slot. It's like yeah, it ten o'clock Fridays after SmackDown. Then in that case, though, I think a one-hour show is great. I think that's perfect. Yeah. That's perfect yeah. for the sound for the sound of what it is. Um, but yeah, next week we got Fighter Fest Night Two. Lance Archer will challenge John Moxley for the IWGP US title in a Texas Death Match. Um, that should be really dope. Um, hopefully Lance Archer comes away with the win there. I mean, I feel like they haven't really been giving him enough shine I, as he I needs think, to. I think Mox is gonna take. I feel like I feel like New Japan has somebody in mind that they want so to, want to uh, take Mox. Yeah, take, to Moxley. take the title off of Moxley. Did Lance, wasn't Lance Archer already a former U.S. Champ, champion? Yeah, that's who, that's who he yeah. took the title from. Yeah, that's right, Lance Archer. Okay, so yeah, he'll probably retain. Dang, he's got two back-to-back fighter fist matches. Shout out to him and defending the same title. And in a death match, too. Yeah, right. And you know Moxie, he, he's got to go all out. Like, he's probably going to bleed, take mm-hmm. thumbtacks. <laughs> yeah, at least oh, it's not an uh, exploding barbed wire death match. Oh, yeah. Um, And then next up, we got Chris Jericho versus Sean Spears. Jericho's probably going to win, obviously, because he needs to win them all. And Jericho him, can't yeah. use a chair, but Sean Spears can. Oh, interesting, interesting. Um, I feel like he might do something where like Sean Spears sets up the chair in the corner. Juice affects him. Yeah. The chair. Like he has, like he doesn't use it. He doesn't use Oh, it. he doesn't use it, but he juice yeah, affects he, him he, into he the. He hit, he hit the chair into his face. So it was his fault. Damn. Yeah. That's how, that's how I would book that. Um, Next we got the blade versus orange Cassidy. We got to pick my guy orange Cassidy for that one. Um, Oh yeah. Orange Cassidy. Him rolling. Nyla Rose versus Britt Baker for the AEW world. Women's championship. Britt Baker's taking that. <laughs> Baker. Oh, we already know. And then I think that's it. That's that's the match card we got. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, that'll be exciting. Pretty dope to see. Um, but yeah, before we really get into our money in the bank predictions, um, there was TNA Slam anniversary yesterday. I don't want to break break down the whole card, but a couple faces did pop up. Um, we had the likes of No Way Jose. Ooh, who's popping for him? No way Jose. No way Jose, yeah. Chelsea Green. Chelsea Green popped up with her hu- husband or boyfriend. Beyonce. I think. Beyonce. Matt Cardona, formerly known as Zach Ryder. That's awesome to see. He faced off against former tech department Chris Myers. That was going up. Ryan Myers. Ryan Myers. And his, ex- Myers. And, and, <laughs> and his and his ex girlfriend too. Wow! Look at this. Emma. 
Tennille Dashwood. Wow. All former WWE talent, mind you. But that's neither here nor there. Um, <laughs> also, big, big, big show up, I will say. Jay Hard White. Country. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, who's Hard Country? Mickey James, motherfucker. <laughs> I mean, that, that's pretty big, too. That's pretty big, her coming back. I just love her theme song. It always made me laugh. Like, Honestly, call, call, when you Patrick. when you think of when you think of Mickey James, do you think more TNA or more WWE? I think WWE just because she like had like that that natural Trish Stratus, but I think her best stuff was in TNA. Yeah, her best so. stuff was in, her best matches. Really. I think her best run was in TNA. Honestly, and I'm, I'm glad to see her back. I'm glad to see her back in Impact. <laughs> but other than that, man, Jay White, Jay White, one of New Japan's top stars right now. I think he has the overweight championship right now. Mm-hmm. If I'm right, yeah. So he's popping through title. some more interaction going on between all these companies i'm i'm getting so overwhelmed with all the possibilities it seems like we have a number of promotions in north america and japan all willing to work with each other we got aw impact sometimes maybe roh kind of they're kind of shy about shit um and then we got gcw a little bit on the side then we got new japan oh my god then we got ring of Honor. oh my god it's too much happening it's too much going on <laughs> i'm getting overwhelmed man but I like this. I, I like I like the interaction going on. You know, they need to help. They need to help each other. These companies um, with sharing talent. So they do. In terms of Jay White's potential and impact, where do you see him going? You think? I mean, obviously they can slot him in the moral title picture to face off against Kenny at any point. But I want to see Chris Bay in that spot. But just the potential of seeing Jay White versus Kenny Omega in America is dope. I think I don't know if Jay White should be the one to take the title off no. of uh, Omega, but I would definitely want to see that match. Yeah, I would agree. I don't know who could take the title of Omega. Like Moose, like Moose lost to Chris Saban. Nah. On on the on the on the. It it has to be Chris Bay. I, not, I think not Chris right Bay now, should, but it has to be. Yeah, like, it has to be think, somebody new and up and coming that hasn't had the world title. Yeah. That they're trying to that they're trying to really push over as the new the new top guy. They need and the to only have, person of you know, mine like goes around. And yeah, Chris Bay. I, I feel like I want him more over Moose. Like mm. I know, I know a lot of people want Moose, especially because he got in shape and stuff. But I don't know. I'm nah. not feeling it. Nah, <laughs> Moose, I'm, I'm not sorry. feeling it at all. Chris Bay is just the more like He's has more potential. Star. Has more potential to be a star. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, just look, just looks wise. If we just going off of looks alone. And Big got himself in like great shape too. Like over the past yeah. year too. So he looks like he's got the look. Mm-hmm. No, Moose has Moose has like the physical look. I'm talking about just like swag and like demeanor yeah. and like yeah. you know, car- like the way he carries himself. Chris Bay, like you saw his drip last night. You saw he was wearing some fucking Ben and Jerry's cos like attire. Yeah. That shit was hot. The way he ca- like he's he's done that since like I, I saw him on like a Las Vegas like indie when like, he's in beginning of his career. Like he's always had like a confidence about him. Mm-hmm. They were like, oh, this guy is gonna be a star. Like he's got he's got it. Like he's got something about him. Nope. I'm telling you, man, he'll be in NXT in two years. Just watch. But I don't even know if he's gonna be NXT because he could have been not, NXT. He could have been, been NXT yeah, yesterday. Shit. Before he signed with, with mm-hmm. Impact, he wanted to go to Impact. I think he wants to become that guy first, but boost yeah. up his stock a little bit before that's heading smart over. too. Because because yeah. there's so many people that are in NXT's performance center, mm-hmm. and like they don't like to stick with themselves. Like, but he he needs that smart to become like the big the guy in the organization. So. Like you wouldn't even have to go to XC. Mm-hmm. Like at a point, you could just go straight to the main roster. Honestly, I'm not even 
I don't want to go ahead and say that he's going to go to NXT just yet because honestly, like the world of wrestling might look so different in two years now to whereas guys don't see NXT as like the only option to move ahead with their career, you know, like he still has potential to go AEW, like AEW, like he's been teasing. <laughs> yeah so if they decide to you know actually push black talent ahead i could see that being a solid move for him too <laughs> like he i can see him holding tnt title like uh you know it, it's it's possibilities it's, it's a lot of like potential for future companies to be like in that same like consideration level of like going to nxt or wwe because like if, when you see aw on the cook that like on the tear today on now Mm-hmm. Like, it might be looking a little bit a little different in two years you know and they're building momentum you can definitely tell AEW's building momentum by like ticket sales and th- even the ratings this week they they went over like a million a mil and for darby allen versus versus uh ethan page as a main event like two guys that didn't make the name wwe mm-hmm. at all like and, and then burt baker also she had the highest rated segment i think she did like 1.1 mil or something for for her pro- we're just cutting a just, promo just talking so like that, that's that's gonna be very encouraging that the guys that aren't even like WWE, that are, that are even in the elite too or getting as over as they are because like that these guys are like basically like homegrown yeah AEW. i don't want to hear anybody saying that they're stealing wwe talent because like the talent that they've been taking for wwe they're not putting over immediately as their top guys like miro earned his way there you know um only one you could really say is Moxley, but shit, he was the standard yeah, before, it's, it's before John, WWE. John Moxley was like a superstar, like world champion. Like, yeah. Of course you're going to put him over like mm. immediately. But no, you're right. Like look at guys like Darby Allen, Orange Cassidy, Britt Baker, like all these guys. Ricky Starks too. Ricky Starks, homegrown people that's going over. But we already talked about AEW. Um, is it about time for us to get into this Money in the Bank pay-per-view card? It is. It looks like a pretty good card too on paper. It does. It does. I'm going to grab my notepad. One second. I you know I, I was thinking, like I really did want to see that Bianca and uh, Bailey I quit match. I thought like they would have gone. Yeah, I thought like they would have gone it. hard in that match. They would have gone hard. It's so sad <laughs> because like Bailey was just about to return to crowds. She did. She didn't. Was she in front of a crowd when she turned heel? I, she, I, I think. I think she was. was she was. If it, it was, it was very brief. Right when she cut so, her hair. We really didn't even get to see a chance. Uh, get a chance to see what kind of reaction she gets from the crowd with this new character that she's been developing over the and last that year. would have been a defining match too for bianca belair's career definitely but instead that, to do that with, from a crowd stuck with fucking carmella two weeks like, in a row she had like uh like 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 triple h had that street fight against cactus jack in 2000 that like that established him as like the guy basically it, oh, like th- that that's match. one of my favorite matches in the Royal that's Rumble. So good, yeah. yeah. At the Royal that's Rumble. one of my favorite matches of like all time. Like that, that 2000 Triple H is like one of the best runs of like any wrestler of all mm-hmm. time. Like he he was on a tear that year. Yeah. So Bianca, man, I'm hoping after this month's pay per view, we can have a good like a better direction for her. Like maybe they can bring Sasha back and have that at SummerSlam. But I don't want to see Carmella just keep getting slotted in. Yeah, I don't think Carmella and her. Like, like, could have like those like next level matches. Like, her and Sasha can. Well, I saw that like WrestleMania, but mm-hmm. I want to see Bianca Belair get somebody that can like go to like to her level of like right. athleticism, basically, or is like cutting enough like in the ring because because Bailey's not like on the level of her like her athleticism, but she's like 
very, very good at, like, just, like, every like, aspect of pro wrestling and, like, the ins and outs and, like, doing, like, little things. Yeah. Bailey is, like, she even said herself she wants to be that person that can just be, like, slotted in at any spot to where, like, where if they ask her to do anything, she can do it. And she was really, she was really being per- fit into that role. Like, you saw her at mm-hmm. Mania. Like, she wasn't the host, but she technically kind of was because she ended oh, up popping I, that's, up more. That's one thing, because, like, she didn't get that media match. Like, she yeah. carried carry them during the pandemic, and then she didn't get the, the match from the crowd mm-hmm. at Mania. <sighs> but, damn, now she gets injured just doing training at that. That's yeah, crazy. Doing, doing shit, just doing drills, like, that you always do all the time. Just fucking, damn. That's how it always happens. So I have to Neville, where he just baseball slide, broke his ankle, David Woods, leapfrog, ruptured his mm-hmm. Achilles. It's always like the, like the small things that like take guys out. But shout out to Bailey, man. We hope she gets a speedy recovery. Um, but yeah, let, let's get into this card. Um, mm-hmm. For the pre-show match, we have the SmackDown tag team titles on the line. Um, Ramish, the Mysterios will defend against the Usos. Um, who do you got in this match, especially considering Jay got the roll up versus um, in uh, this Friday? So I mean, does that factor into your decision, or what do you what do you think this is going? Uh, cause I feel like they do need to take. I feel like they need to. to I feel they can't fail, like again. Again, like, right? So because they, they already had they, they already lost against the Mysterios in their in their first match against them. So I think mm-hmm. I think they take the titles. Yeah. And then you have the bloodline have all the gold. I'm kind of on the on the fence with this because i see what you're saying but at the same time i feel like it is like the pre-show like what they really want to do a title change in the pre-show but like it's it is the first it's the yeah. first match really for the pay-per-view in front of a crowd and, and i also do feel what you're saying like the usos i want them to walk into SummerSlam ideally all with the titles that's what i would like to see but i'm wondering if they want to save that moment for summer slam so damn this is this is a tough pick for me. This is tough. Um, Maybe they could do like a ladder match or something at uh, SummerSlam. Yeah, time. they could do that. But damn, the Mysterios—they got rolled up on Friday. Yeah. So I'm gonna go with the Mysterios. I'm gonna just go with them. I think they'll just keep it moving along for a little bit, and the Usos will finally win it at SummerSlam. I'll go with that. Um, the Usos. Alrighty, so next we'll get, up, we'll, we'll get Dylan's predictions. Yeah, Dylan's if they'll be on the show this week, but yeah, I don't think he's we have through him. yet. But he will. He will be sending his. Um, he will be sending his through, and we'll have the results next week, of course. But next up, we got the Raw Tag Team Championships being defended. Um, we got AJ Styles and Omos versus the Viking defending against the Viking Raiders. Uh, I don't see the Viking Raiders coming away with it right now. Uh, I think just AJ and Omos for now. We'll yeah, do that. I think AJ Omos. Yeah. AJ Omos going to bust out a 450. Honestly, I feel <laughs> like... Yeah. Honestly, I feel like that should be pre-show. Yeah, I feel like... Yeah, I feel like they should flip those. Damn it. Those two. Damn it. Well, if they retain, I kind of I kind of feel like the Usos might win. Shit. But, damn, I don't know. All right. Um, But, yeah, we were just talking about the SmackDown women's roster. So that kind of ties into the women's money in the bank match, um, which we have Asuka, Naomi, Alexa Bliss, and Nikri, Nikki Ash, almost a superhero. <laughs> that from, a <laughs> I know, from Raw. We could just get Cross. I think yeah, Nikki I don't Cross know. Sounds like a superhero name. <laughs> it does. 
it does. So what the hell? And then we got on SmackDown, Liv Morgan, Zelina Vega, Natalia, Tamina. Um, I'm assuming the way these are going to work is one roster will get one champ and then the other will get the other. So, Mike, depending on who gets this, will kind of factor into my choice for later. I think um, SmackDown might take both because it's going to factor into my choice too because I'm saying Liv Morgan. Is you're saying Liv Morgan? Yeah, I feel like they've been building the story around Liv Morgan. Physically, like she had a whole journey to even get into the match. Yeah. And then, it, like, did you see the promo that she cut, like, in front of the live crowd, like, when the commercial on SmackDown? She got, like, a promo, and the crowd was, like, behind her, like, tenfold. Damn. During that. Like, like they, I like, did they notice they, they did pop for her pretty, like, pretty good, like, after she won or whatever. But then my question is, like, when would she cash it in? I guess she could hold it for a while. Because, like, you already have a face champion and Bianca Belair, so. And you don't want to turn live heel. Yeah, so. but, I mean, the, the the draft is coming up, so. Oh, yeah, she could, be moved. she could be moved to Raw. Could be some stuff moving. That's why I'm very confused. Like, it's a couple people I can see. It really is. It's like two two or three choices I have because, like, it's not going to Natalia Tamina. That's out. Um, Naomi, bless her heart. I love her, but, no, they're not, not going to do that. It. They're not going to give it to Asuka. doubt it. She had it. She already came off a pretty good yeah, run. last year she did. I could sneakily – I don't see Nikki Cross either, but I could sneakily see Alexa Bliss coming away with this. Oh, um, God. I'm sick of Alexa's storylines. Um, <laughs> I'm kind of in between that. And I'm also thinking, like, Zelina Vega, they kind of just threw her in here and, like, not really giving her any time. That that would have so been, like, like, conniving, like, yeah. opportunist, like, legacy of the briefcase. That's what I'm saying, but eh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I mean, I think they can get Zelina there without the briefcase if they just give her a little bit of time. Mm-hmm. But I think I'm going to go with Alexa. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it, but I think I'm going to do it. Oh, man. Um, That's probably, probably going to happen. Did I you just, see? Did you see the cameos? that she had oh yeah and you saw how like <laughs> all the people were buying her cameos and like nobody else's that shit was weird uh, yeah I, I don't want to disparage anybody but like if you're paying 800 dollars for a 30 year old woman to act like a 12 year old uh there, there might be something <laughs> going on with a 30 second video with that oh my god i can't imagine like really coming out of your pocket for that like you you paid rent you paid like a month a month of rent for this and then they just like watch it and like jerk off every morning like what, yeah what is, like i don't know what, what is, i don't what know what, it, what what does it do for you like what is this like you probably couldn't pay you probably go to like a meeting group and pay like half of that probably less than probably less than half of that to like beat them person, like shake their hand, have like a, a, a in person, like 10 second conversation with them. Yeah, but, but you can't jerk off while you're there. <laughs> <laughs> but knowing how, how how weird some of her fans are, I feel I feel like some of them do that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But who knows? Maybe some kid some kid yeah, maybe, buying this shit. I don't know. Hope, I'm hoping. Maybe I'm hoping it's some, some little girl, girl who's like inspired by Alexa. <laughs> and not just some creepy like 45-year-old guy in a basement mm-hmm. somewhere. <laughs> so you're going with Liv Morgan. I got Alexa Bliss. Um, do you want to say just like dark horse picks? 
just to like have maybe i don't know if they count for any oh, yeah, points. yeah we can say that we can say dark horse um to me maybe, no should we do half points maybe yeah we get a dark horse <laughs> yeah we do half points i'll say my dark horse is Zelina. i'm gonna say that too you okay. know <laughs> I, wait you went somebody you went alexa so it, yeah it doesn't cancel out so yeah if, if that happens we'll both get half points um next up uh, speaking of the women's division on the Raw side, we got Rhea Ripley defending the Raw Women's Championship against Charlotte Flair. Um, could possibly this is care our, about the storyline. This line. is our yeah. Oh my god, this this has not done good for either of these women. Like this <laughs> this storyline has just been feeling so flat. And I'm I'm wondering, this is our second match. Yeah, she cheated the 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 last match. Oh, okay. So the retainer title, uh, Rhea Ripley. I want to say. This is our second of three matches, <laughs> and then we're gonna get the third at SummerSlam. That sounds I think so. I feel like we will, but I'm thinking Charlotte finally gets the title just to shake some shit up. That's what I'm hoping happens. Because damn it, we need something. I need something to happen with this storyline. I need some reason to care about Rhea Ripley. I need some reason to care about this title picture, and I don't want to see them do another rematch where the person loses and somehow they get another rematch. You know what I mean? So. Mm-hmm. If, if Charlotte wins, at least we can get something moving along and then we can have a rematch that they're probably going to set up for SummerSlam. So I'm going to go with Charlotte. Yeah. Charlotte as well. I, I, I agree with your, with your logic, but something's just telling me they're going to keep it on Rhea. I don't know why. I feel you on that too. Wrong. I mean, it's, it's hard to pick with storylines you don't give a fuck about because it's like, who cares either way? And but, also, like, we're trying to look at this through logic and reason and... I feel like this entire storyline has just been the opposite of that. So yeah. I mean, that. when they came out in the ring, was it this week when they came out the ring with the two crutches, or was that last week? And then she was, oh like, yeah, she was like, "I'm doing exactly what you would do right now. Terrible. You're <laughs> pretending to be her, and I'm pretending to be her." And uh, I just don't know. Is, I'm is like, Rhea Ripley going to be over with the crowd at all? No, she's not. She and if she silence? is, I think it's going to be like a. Eh, because we saw Bianca Belair, she's like she was very over. Bianca Belair was over like fucking over. Like 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 she was very over with, with the crowd. Rhea yeah, that's because they built her up before. She there's won. nothing to like about Rhea Ripley. Like there's no quality to her character to where I'm like that's that's the girl. Like that's the one. And she hasn't I been just, having great matches since she came. She up. hasn't. There's nothing. There's nothing there for me. Like the song is horrible. Every time it comes on, it's like. Blah, 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 blah. I, I just it just hurt everything about her is just loud like i'm here i'm the one i'm the person they want to push i'm the, 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 the. like it's, try, it's very it's try hard just, <laughs> it's so try hard and then now it's like she's running the storyline with charlotte where it's like everybody knows she kind of looked up to charlotte like she was looked at as like a pretend charlotte before she cut her hair and did all this and then it's like now she's pretending to do stuff that charlotte would do and trying to beat her her own game I don't know. I think Charlotte's going to be like, I'm the mirror mastermind. And then she's going to have to one up her. If they want us to care about Rhea Ripley, they have to make, they have to give us something where she's like battling for something. Yeah. She's walked in day she's one. In one. It's like, uh, I'm challenging for the, I'm like, I want to fa- face you for the women's title or WrestleMania. And then she's just like, I was like, okay. And then she beats her. <laughs> like, there's, no, there's no story. Mm-hmm. There's a struggle. <laughs> so your final pick is Rhea. Yeah. So next up, we probably got the most pivotal, important match of the card. We got the men's Money in the Bank ladder match. On the Raw side, we got Ricochet, John Morrison, 
Riddle and Drew McIntyre. On SmackDown, we got Big E, Kevin Owens, Shinsuke, and Seth Rollins. It's a couple different ways I can see this going. Um, I, obviously, I, earlier I said maybe Seth, but I think it has been too obvious. I can see them being, I can even see them being idiots and giving it to fucking Drew McIntyre. I could even see that. So with that, I would say it's like three, three to four different guys I can maybe see coming away with it, but I, I'm I'm locked down on two. I'm I'm going with Biggie as my main, mm-hmm. and then Kevin Owens as Dark Horse. Ooh, I like it's it. A, it's a, it's a little bit of curveball, but KO very over with the crowds we talked about. Yeah. Before. And then you have the possibility too with the storyline because you know his past. Like, is he gonna give in to the vices of his past mm. and be like a conniving, opportunistic uh, piece of shit? <laughs> mm. Or, is, or is, is he really a changed man? Chad, like, you need to be a writer for this show. Because <laughs> you have you have that like angel and devil on Kevin Owens. Yeah, you tell the story of him. Have him like come out struggling with that. Have him come out and like contemplate if he wants to cash in or not or like i mean if it's if it's if he's on smackdowns after the draft and it's roman reigns who has it obviously he's gonna go after roman but we already saw that so yeah if he were to do it hopefully he'll move over to raw or something but i could see that that would be something hot i would like to see like kevin owens is over like you said with the crowds coming back he's finally getting in this face run that they've been testing out we can see like how much it works and yeah but i mean i think everybody's obvious pick is like big e right yeah, I think because Biggie, but the thing is too, like, do you do it now and have him hold the briefcase and like won't he cash in? Like, if you want to do that match at WrestleMania, do you do that? Do you just have him cash in like I'm facing you at WrestleMania, or do you have him win the Royal Rumble and then get to Roman that way? Because mm. I feel like Biggie or Roman needs to happen at WrestleMania. Yeah, I feel like that needs to be like the Mania match. I don't so how do you get there? See, I feel like uh I don't know if I said this on the part I'll keep in the show, but what I said earlier is like true. Like they tend to not give it to the people every like the person that people ever everybody wants to see, like have it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I think everybody is like Big E is the favorite. I don't I just don't see like I see Big E walking around with the briefcase, it'll be cool, but it wouldn't be that compelling to me, you know. Like I would rather see him win the rumble and like overcome those odds rather than mm-hmm. winning money in the bank and just holding that. Um but I do, dang, with that being said, it would have to be something from SmackDown if I picked Alexa. Man, Shit, they, that would mean I'm about to be wrong. They really messed up. They really messed up releasing uh, Aleister Black because that was like a big story. That was Biggie's summer storyline. They, they just fucked over too. Yeah. Because now he, he doesn't really have like like uh, anybody to feud with now. Because mm-hmm. that, that, that really messed up. They Not only did they give like AEW a, a new character on like a silver flyer basically like mm-hmm. you also hurt your own character a guy you want to build up big and big e too yeah doing that i wonder if they had other options other than that i wonder i mean i don't know if it was really mutual maybe he wanted out but i don't think i don't think Astro black wanted out yeah i think because he, 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 i think he just ultimately into... wanted a chance to show off his character he didn't really care yeah he, he didn't was, care but... what company he was for yeah. he just wanted the chance to, to do his creativity but of course, if he can be in the WWE at the number one company, I guess he would want to give it a try. But hey, I mean, if things work out, um, honestly though, maybe Biggie could win it and slide over to Raw. 
I know a lot of people are saying that. People are saying, "Low, what what about the possibility of?" I think Stack R. Greg was saying this: Biggie winning the title. I mean, no, not Biggie. I'm sorry, Kofi winning the title tonight and then being cashed in on my Biggie after that'd be fucking See, crazy. I, I don't think that <laughs> will never happen. People keep saying that, and I don't think that's happen. a good storyline because Biggie brought this up. I think it was Biggie or Kofi or Woods. One of them did an interview, and they were talking about how we've never even like there's so much like I think they said that they. And it was Biggie. You saying that this man came up to them and asked them about the possibility of breaking them up after Kofi won the title, and they said no. They all said no to that. And Biggie said that there's so much to explore with the New Day that we haven't done. Like we haven't, like we haven't gone like heel again. Like yeah. we haven't teased tension between the group. Like we've never seen tension teased between the group at all. We haven't seen them like all go their separate ways, mm-hmm. put the group together. It'll be too random like, and too soon to pull that trigger right now. Story to tell. Yeah, like you, you can tease like tension between them before you do that. Even the shield had like tension teased like before they ultimately broke up. Mm-hmm. I just don't ah. Uh, like, uh, I, I think don't it's like hot shotting it to like the turn them heel. Especially like Biggie could be a big baby face, I think, for the mm-hmm. company. So you don't want to turn him heel. Yeah. I mean. I can't still see Biggie going over to Raw though, so maybe him winning this briefcase could be him. It could work a little bit better on Raw as opposed to SmackDown, but I don't know. Um, I want to say, I want to say Matt Riddle as my pick. I want to say Riddle, and for my dark horse, I guess I'll say Biggie for my dark horse. Um. I just feel like Matt, man, Matt Riddle's been on like um he's been on a run lately. And I think when he comes back in front of that crowd too, they're gonna really go up for him. And I think it'll it'll be solid to see him. I think he'll be kind of funny. Money in the bro or some shit. I don't know. They can do something. Money in like the bro. That. Do something stupid like that. Um but yeah, um finally in our main of oh no, not main event. Next up, we got the WWE championship on the line. Uh going off of what we were just talking about, Bobby Lashley defending against Kofi Kingston first time first time in history two African-American black men will be facing off one-on-one for the WWE championship oh, I, oh yeah you're right it is the WWE championship I was gonna say only sec. I guess only second time for a world title because Booker T and yep the Rock were the first at SummerSlam 2001 but this mm-hmm. is the first for the WWE championship first for the WWE um I'm gonna go with Bobby yeah I think Bobby's taking it I can see I, I'm confident Bobby's gonna take it, but I could also see a weird switch where they they want a huge pop and they give it to Kofi very randomly. Yeah, I could see that too, actually, because like if you do Goldberg and Bobby, that doesn't really need a title. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, so I mean, and then and then I saw that they don't want like Brock to to, uh, but then I don't know they want they want to they, they don't want him to Kofi lose Brock. Yeah, they don't want him to lose the Brock. Oh, they don't want Brock to lose at all. Yeah, the Bobby, I don't think. That's bullshit. That's but they, bullshit. they wouldn't have him lose to Kofi, though, either. So I don't know. I don't know. There's a lot of weird possibilities. Mm-hmm. I just, well, I don't want to see, because I see people suggest this, that like, like he beat Kofi in like dominant fashion, like in like 10 seconds, like Brock did. Like, no, that'd be bullshit. That'd turn the crowd uh, against him, too. I want to see a good match. I want to see That would turn the match. crowd, too, I think, if they did that. 
they yeah. think that they'd be going like bullshit, bullshit if like something like that happened. Because like people like love Kofi, like they're, yeah. they, they don't we, want to no, see no, we, we're not going to keep dubbing out Kofi. That's not like, happening. Like let him have a competitive match against Lashley. Like mm-hmm. he, he can lose at the end, but at least let him have a good showing. Like, let him get pretty much see. the match he deserved to have with Brock because Bobby and Brock yeah. have very similar styles. Besides, like Brock striking in a UFC kind of. Like, I don't understand why, like they insist, like why they think he's a joke. Like, what about Kofi would be a joke? Like, that's his on his resume. Like, he's a Grand Slam champion, probable like Hall of Famer as a tag team wrestler. Cuts amazing and, promos. Yeah, cuts amazing week. promos. He go in the ring, obviously, like former W champion. Like, he should not be treated as like a joke or like light work or like anything like that. Yeah. So. I think they're going to have a solid match. Might be match of the night, if not what we're about to talk about right now, which is the main event, universal title on the line between Roman Reigns, the head of the table, the big dog, tribal chief, against Edge. Edge. (laughs) (laughs) The rated R superstar Edge. I already wrote down your pick. Oh, yeah. We got to go. Roman. Roman, big dog. Close that right there. But yes, um, bronze interfered. That could yeah. that could be our prediction. I'm putting my I'm putting the, the you putting that SCC title. Seth Rollins interferes. Seth Rollins interference. Okay. Yeah, Seth Rollins interferes. Cost Edge the match for Roman to retain the title. Okay. Um, I like that. For my S2C pick, I was already thinking about this. I'm gonna say that we get a cash in this night. Oh, who you, who you cashing in? I think the women. I think no. I think women. Oh. It's gonna be a women's cash in, to be specific. Um, would if if Alexa Bliss wins? Actually, damn, do I want to change my pick? <laughs> because of my other pick was gonna be that Brock Lesnar show up. Oh shit! What's that? Wow, wow, Is he good? Hopefully, he still has the beard in the in the ponytail. Oh yeah. Unless Vince is like, what the hell's on your face? <laughs> Good God. What is that, a tail? <laughs> but um, that closes money in the bank. Unless, um, well, actually, I wanted to ask you, like, your thoughts on the Edge Roman build, like, so far. I mean, we kind of talked about it, but has it been working for you? Are, are you, like, excited for this match? I'm excited for the match. Mm-hmm. Uh, j- I, I think like it's been pretty good. Like like Edge like put in like the uh he's shown that he like he's like tapped out like Jay and Jimmy and now Roman. Yeah. The past two. But then also think... it's not no disqualification, so you can't use the Yeah, that's what fight. I was gonna wonder. I was gonna say like what <laughs> what do you think he meant by like he might have to like tap into like another side of him or like that side that's been buried or something, whatever he said. Like what 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 does that really imply? That's gonna happen. I think he's just gonna be more aggressive, like during yeah. the match against against Reigns. Like he's just gonna like take the fight to him instead of like having before Reigns takes the fight. Yeah, and, that makes sense. That makes sense. Like he's gonna be like the hunter instead of the hunted, basically. Got you. I can see that. Okay. Hopefully, so, they tell that story in the match too, where like yeah, he has Roman Reigns like off bounds, like like the first half of the match. Like Roman Reigns like, what the fuck is it like going on here? Like nobody mm-hmm. like takes the fight to me like this. And then that's when Jimmy and Jay come out. And yeah, blah, blah, blah. turn the tide. All right. The Mysterios come out. Yeah, like you yeah. said, maybe a whole Seth comes out. Damn, you might you might get this S two C title. That that just sounds too too written in stone. It right sounds there. like that sounds like a very <laughs> WWE main event finish. It does. It does. 
<laughs> Especially with this live crowd, they're gonna be popping. Oh up. yeah, the crowd's gonna go crazy if that happens. Like all that. So I'm that, fine with the overbooking moments as yeah. long as it doesn't happen all the damn time. Like it don't yeah, close the show all the time. So See, I'm fine with happening on pay per views sometimes. Like well, we know all of Roman's finishes have been like some interference or some bullshit or some wonky. So yeah, with Biggie and like and uh, if Biggie faces Roman at WrestleMania, and him and Kofi Kofi were still like separate brands. And like if they like come out and like stop the Usos, the crowd's gonna go ape shit if that happens. Like if like if Woods and Kobe just like run out and stop the Usos from yeah. interfering. But they probably they probably would accompany him to the ring during that. Who Biggie? Um Kobe. Woods and Kofi. But yeah. actually you haven't they haven't really done that because even at WrestleMania, like he like introduced them for the tag team match, but he, he like went to the back like right after. So they they, yeah. they have kept them separate. I think they might move. I think they will move them over to Raw, which will be interesting to see though, because they are putting Kofi in the main event slot right now. So who I knows think what I do. think they should just leave. I think they should leave them separate though. Leave them separate. Yeah, like Woods and Kofi on Raw, and Biggie and SmackDown still. Well, Raw needs stars. Um, I'm excited for this draft though, like coming up, because I do I do think these things need to be shaken up a bit. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll have a more clear direction of where the future of these guys are going to go once that happens. Damn, do I want to change my cash in pick? Do you not my think Alexa? prediction? Oh, uh, I don't know. I like I could see it, but then I'm looking at SummerSlam and I'm like, okay, what would they watch happen? Alexa not do jack shit the entire match and then like just that's what I'm saying. She's like, I think she's going to do some supernatural shit to win some supernatural shit that the lights yeah, cut out and all of a sudden somebody, for some reason she's somebody just, gets like struck by lightning at the top or something. It's like, oh my god. <laughs> She just like like teleports to the top of the ladder with yeah you. lights you know, cut like, out and she just ends up at the top. But it's like it's like twenty minutes into the match, she, she could have done that like immediately. Like why did why did you do that to start the match? Right. <laughs> I do think she's winning. Um, to get a cash in tonight though, to get a cash in tonight that'd be crazy. That would be crazy. That at the start of the I feel that at the start of the show. Like the yeah, and that could do that could be a possibility that they would start mm-hmm. off like that. Get the crowd going. Yeah, I think they once they have two of these matches, they usually start out with one, like what they do with Roy Rumble. Um, yeah. Do I see? Bro- I think Brock coming back might be a little bit more probable though. Where they at? Where they at for the show? Then Texas still. It's still in Texas. Brock might like Texas. Brock Brock would take that Where trip out. Brock would take that trip out. But oh, I'm yeah. trying to think. He's gonna, what? he's gonna get like a like a a steer. What spot? What spot does Brock get slotted into? It, it has to be the WWE title picture, right? Mm-hmm. But it sounds like they might be doing something with Goldberg more, unless they do Brock, Bobby, Goldberg, Roman. Unless they do or, Go- I don't know Lesnar, Roman for the five millionth time. <laughs> yeah, which I wouldn't be upset over, but I think it's they should keep Lesnar. I'm Lesnar and Roman separate. Yeah. yeah, I would like to see Lesnar on Raw with Heyman, and then on SmackDown, Heyman still with Roman. I would like to see him. Yeah, like, I think that's what they should do at the same time. That's um, how they should keep them separate like that. Damn. I'm changing my S2C prediction. Lesnar? Nah, nah. Lesnar not coming back yet. They're going to save it for Raw. They're going to save it for Raw. He'll probably come back tomorrow. You think Cena's coming back tonight? Actually, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know when Cena would, be, would even like fit into the show. So I don't think he's coming back. Nah. All right. I'll just stay with my cash in tonight prediction. If it doesn't happen, shit, whatever. Um, That's the S2C title. But hey, man. Anything else you wanted to say before we close this out? Let's close this thing out. I got to make sure I post this before the actual show airs. 
No, I, I think that's it for the, for the week. We cover yes, everything. Yes, sir. Well, all right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in to episode number 20 of Subject to Change. It's been your boys, two-thirds of your boys, the fabulous three bros. Um, Chad G and Vince McMahon's here. Um, shout out to Dylan in Mexico. He'll be back again next week. My cat is barging on the door. Yeah, he'll be back with the AAA title. Maybe next week somebody will have the S2C championship. Well, who knows? And also, we'll see if I defend my predictions title successfully. I'm not feeling that confident, to be honest. But we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Um, but yeah, man. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Vince McMahon's MCMANZ, of course. Um, yeah. Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at Chad Gelfand. All right. You can also follow the page at sub number two change pod. And yeah, make sure you leave us a review, share, do all the good things. All right, y'all. Enjoy Money in the Bank tonight. We'll be tapped in next week again to, uh, to cover everything that went down and Fighter Fest night two. But yeah, this has been your boys. We'll catch y'all. Dose. Peace.